0: Sharpen your pencils, adjust your glasses, fill those pocket protectors, because you've never heard nerds like this. Matt and Chris engage in Rampant Speculation.
1: What's up, guys? Matt and Chris back again for an exciting week of podcast on the rampant Speculation. What's up, Chris?
2: What's up?
1: Not much, dude. A couple interesting topics today for... Just got some good folklore um, with Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And uh, some other interesting news amongst our little group of friends, too. How do you feel about a trip to the rainforest?
2: I think it sounds awesome. <laughs>
1: I do. <laughs> well, okay, so my my two cents on it are, when he said go to a trip on the rainforest, is it to see the shaman? Because part of it is he wants to go see, our friend Brant wants to take a trip to a rainforest, but part of the sentence was, he also wants to see a shaman. So what are we seeing a shaman for?
2: Are you familiar with Ayahuasca?
1: No, no, not at all.
2: It's a, it's a, um, South American, um, Amazon rainforest native drug. Um, and it's like a, it's basically a, it's hallucinogenic. Um, so, it's kind of similar in ways to like peyote or, um, so. So you
1: spend thousands of dollars to. Take a hallucinogenic drug in the middle. How, how deep in the rainforest do you have to travel? To I don't do
2: know that. Um, like, yeah, I so Ro did this, that's Brant's wife. Um, she did this on her own by herself, did she really last year, self? last summer? Yeah, well, I, I mean, know. it was a group of other people there, but she didn't know any of them when she went.
1: Oh, because I, I don't remember when she went
2: to South America by herself.
1: I don't remember, I don't remember her going to that to South America.
2: Oh, yeah, well, she posted pictures on Facebook.
1: I just didn't see it it just sounds odd to me to go to a shaman because i was talking to jesse about it and he said that she threw up afterwards like this hallucinogenic- yeah that's part of the
2: thing <laughs> yeah that's yeah, i mean you're supposed to throw up it's it's a poison obviously um yeah
1: that sounds i don't i don't want to go take i don't want first of all travel to a rainforest it's a rainforest right not yep. just like a forest because he said forest i think well
2: right ra- a rainforest is so, a forest.
1: When he, when he said it, I thought he was talking about the Amazon. Like, we're going to have to travel to the Amazon. Yeah. And uh, to go into a forest to talk to a shaman. It just has every making of a bad horror movie. Like, a B-horror movie to find on Netflix. This is exactly what that reminds me of.
2: Well, I mean, lots of people do it. So... So, Roe did it by herself. But what does um, she, she
1: hallucinate about? Do you know?
2: Um, no, I don't and, know. Whatever.
1: But why... But, so is it to become zenful, like to have? Yeah, it's
2: supposed to be a spiritual journey. There's um, an article I read by this anthropologist who went into the rainforest and partook of this because it's a it's a religious ceremony, and from my understanding, like what Ro did, it's a specific like she went to an actual shaman and they did the actual ceremony, and it's they are paying for it. And it's commercial, so in a you know, like,
1: is this would this I, not, be would this be legal or illegal in the the states?
2: I don't know that ayahuasca is specifically regulated, but probably <laughs> illegal. Yeah.
1: But what kind of what kind of what kind of level is a drug? Is it like a cocaine high?
2: No, it'd be more like a methamphetamine high. It'd be like acid.
1: Okay. All right. Well, I have never done drugs in my entire life. I've never you've
2: drinking drink. alcohol you're drinking alcohol well, right now.
1: okay we're talking about
2: drinking alcohol <laughs> listen to me i drink you've, you've drank an alcohol in Happy. my
1: lord of the rings one ring to rule them all glass yeah it's he's scotch very well themed which scotch is amazing by the way uh, it's a great drug like cocaine is a hell of a drug like, <laughs> i think scotch is a hell of a drug and I, I get that just to me it, it just sounded funny from it first of all it came out of left field when brant was talking about it
2: well, he's been talking with me about it for a while and wanting to bring you guys in. And I knew he'd put out a couple feelers with Jesse before. And this was the first time I think he's told you about it because he knows that you're kind of... Um, sk- I don't know about skittish, but, you know, you're not as... You definitely have more hang-ups about it, um, I think, is his perception. About drugs? Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I'm definitely... I'm not skittish. I mean, I... I don't give a shit what you put in your body, honestly. Um, I do not like drugs like methamphetamine, opioids. Or no,
2: yeah, there's some bad stuff. Some bad shit there, like sure. that
1: just because it's proven to alter your state in the mind to where you're not living in a reality and you can right. hurt people. And those people have hurt people. Right. Well, I mean, and
2: specifically I, I, opioids,
1: they so alter
2: your chemistry so much. Yeah, and Brian has said he would never do opioids because because of that very reason. Um He's definitely farther down trying drugs path than I am, but
1: <laughs> I just, it's but, not, it's not my cup of tea. And yeah. I just, I think also, um, I don't like putting shit like that in my body. Like I, yeah. I smoked a little bit. Um, I'll smoke a cigar every now and then, but again, that's a little different. It's not hardcore, you know, more of that's just like, I'll, I'll well, have a whiskey tasting yeah. and I'll smoke a cigar, even though cigars are super, they're probably worse for you than cigarettes, right. but I'll have maybe two a year. So like, like the moderation factor there is, is different, but I have a hard time paying for a flight, traveling across halfway across, uh, the Northern America continent and then going down to South America and being out and being like, well, fuck, uh, and being, uh, and trying to do the whole drug hallucinogen thing. To me, that doesn't seem like it'd be my cup of tea.
2: Sure. Um, I think, Part of it is obviously we're not going there only for this, um, experience. I would definitely would want to do some other stuff. Um, I think Ro where she went was in Peru. So if we went to Peru, it'd be really nice. We could maybe go to see Machu Picchu or maybe, um, you know, some of the other Incan, um, ruins there. That would be pretty fun. Um, also yeah seeing the rainforest a uh, rainforest would be pretty cool just like that kind of, it's a it's a na- nature or whatever a natural site scenery that I've not observed firsthand myself so is I it? would like that
1: machu Picchu is the, one of the seven wonders of the world isn't it
2: the m- modern seven yeah uh, like the new list uh, that they just like voted on recently yeah it made the top seven it, but that was voted on like by the world and it was like a um, kind of suspect. Well, because, you know, the, anybody could vote as many times as they wanted. Oh, uh, it's if one you of If cre- you just create a new account, there's like no way to protect it. But, I mean, I think the list was pretty solid. Like, definitely Machu Picchu, I would put there myself.
1: I would. I would I've always wanted to go to Machu Picchu, but yeah. it didn't sound like that type of invite when he said it. It was like, let's go to Rainforest well, and let's see a shaman. I mean,
2: obviously, I think the core of the trip was to go see the shaman. Okay. But the thing is, yeah, you're going to be in South America. You're going to be there for a week or two anyway. So you, to me, it's obvious that you're not just going to go in there real quick and do some drugs and then get out. I mean, like, for well, one, the ceremony itself, from my understanding, is like a five-day ceremony.
1: Fuck that, dude. <laughs> five days for a damn yeah. ceremony? Well,
2: five or, yeah, but it's like you take it the first night. Um, and then, but like nothing happens. It's, it's like, this is a, a, not like one of the appealing things to me about it is this is like authentic old world stuff here. Um, this is exactly how it was practiced before modern technology. And you know, and that, and so the drug itself is kind of diluted, right? So it's not like they took out the essence of what causes the effect like they do with acid so it's it's it's
1: part of this this, plant. Is, this is this is before humans lived shorter lives than we do now
2: um well no yeah <laughs> Just... right yeah exactly but anyway they so it's like you know the ayahuasca tea that's it's not the drug itself that's causing your vomit it's the tea of the plant there are other chemicals in it. But anyway, the idea is you take it one night, then you have a night off, and then you take it the next night. So you night. have
1: to puke more than once.
2: No, I think you're, you only throw up the first night. I, I can't remember exactly, though.
1: This sounds fucked up. I mean, it might be worth filming. Well, I for me, like a,
2: yeah. Well, it, it is kind of fucked up. I'm not going to lie about that. But I just don't know if I want to take a
1: drug. I, I, first of all, I don't do drugs. Yeah. So to get me past that point anyhow, I just can't see myself... Venturing to take a drug, you know what I mean. Well, Making it's a adventure. pretty big
2: jump if you if you're going to be against everything if you've not done pot or you know even acid or anything I've like seen that pot or old. mushrooms, like then you're going to be that it is a pretty high jump.
1: Pot smokers are ingenious. I've seen pot smoke through apples, yeah. Coke cans, like a whole different bunch of ways.
2: Yeah, I don't like. Um, Smoking things, so I don't smoke pot, but
1: seen a lot of edibles I have, in my time. I
2: hear that they can get pretty creative with them.
1: Um, yeah, I just I would go for the Machu Picchu, so maybe meet you like after that trip. And I would love to go to the Redwood Forest. I was telling Jesse, I'd much rather go to like the Redwood Forest and see that. Or you mean the rainforest? No, the Redwood Forest in California. Oh, oh, so yeah, you mean like, a, completely, a, like a completely different, different forest, yeah. And I'd much rather do something like that and see that and spend money there and because that's just breathtaking to see i've never been yeah it's so, pretty cool and uh we have talked about it before how you can like drive through trees but i don't know there's stuff about rainforest too that it's probably super uncomfortable for an entire week if you're in a village that you're probably not staying in any kind of luxury hotel or anything i'm sure you're pretty rough in it yeah i don't know and i'm not that i'm not down to rough it but i don't know it's just it seems pretty brutal
2: yeah, it's definitely not everybody's. Do, do you drink capacity. your own
1: water? Because you can't drink the water down there, right? Do you do. You I don't backpack? know.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I'm assuming that it would be that Peru would probably probably be a bottled water country, um, but most of my foreign travels have been in Europe, which are pretty similar to America in most regards in terms of that kind of infrastructure. So I can't really comment on that too much. But like I said, I, I know two. Women who have traveled in South America on their own. Um, Roe did it, and and she was there for like a week or two. Um, Diana from Germany. She she loves. She she's a big Spanish speaker, um, and she so she's she took us. They have a a sub like everybody can take like a year off or something over there in Germany.
1: I think Jeremy's laws like that are crazy. Yeah. So I've seen Diana's post. She does, so her year driver.
2: that she took off, she went and biked slash hiked
1: up from up through South America and Central America for like a year. See, what's, what's crazy to me is I can see Diana doing that because she's that type of personality. And she has that. I just can't see Ro doing that. Like Deanna has that like outgoing. Well, Ro
2: also, she biked. Hitchhiked across Europe by herself for like a month and a half. I know. That's
1: why, I'm, that's why I say it's pretty crazy to yeah. think about it because the personalities are different between the two. They're
2: very different. I agree with that.
1: Rose is Rose much more like introverted, whereas Dion is like outgoing. She's she's yeah. always into like biking and biking. Right. Yeah. All of her pictures are way different like as far as like her normal day-to-day activities. Yeah, I think Europeans true. have a lot more flexibility when it comes to that. They have a lot more. It's easy for them to go to another country and see some of these crazy sites and hike in these amazing places where we have some of that in America. We have a lot of that in America, but I mean, some of these places that you're able to travel to in Europe, it's pretty fascinating.
2: Well, yeah, it's a couple things like in Europe with the European union, there's no, they don't stop you at the borders between the countries if you're within the country. So um, you can, if you live in Germany, you can go anywhere in the European union without, having to get a visa or anything what's the
1: name of that rainforest in Peru yeah I'm, I don't know do you know what the I name of the what? shaman thing that, that drug is
2: well it's called it's ayahuasca so A-Y-U-H-U-A-S-C-A you,
1: so for people that are listening ayahuasca
2: yeah um, but the other thing in Europe it's a lot more um, uh, populated per square mile so there's a lot more cities and a lot less expansive nature reserves so any all of their cool like natural wonders to go look at are fairly close to cities whereas in america we have way more natural you know preserved nature areas than anywhere else in the world well maybe not in the world but at least definitely in europe and it's just really hard to get to them so a lot of americans never do
1: i'm looking at some of these pictures and some of these people look like hippies
2: i would not i would be surprised if they didn't look like hippies
1: well i'm talking about a lot of people that travel here um no
2: yeah yeah that's what i mean i it's definitely not something i would expect like the alt-right crowd to be a big fan of. <laughs> Jesse,
1: Jesse's like, I don't want to die. That's Jesse's main concern is dying when he gets there. <laughs> yeah, well, that was
2: his main concern when we went to Europe as well. <laughs> well, you
1: went to Turkey. I mean, that's that's a suitable concern. Uh, it, we
2: went to st- Istanbul, which is like...
1: it has been attacked. One of the Terry. biggest
2: cities yeah terrorists but, have
1: never attacked America Chris. well we also went to
2: Barcelona which the also, week yeah, right before us with had shooting um they, oh, they drove no, that, the, the car that's yeah, right sorry and uh so I mean that um London has had attacks Paris has attacked New York City had attacks I mean,
1: Machi, I mean Machu Picchu looks fucking amazing I'm just looking at the, oh, the peaks and like the hiking and, and the all thing the is
2: with Machu Picchu It's it's amazing, but it's also really hard to get to, from my understanding. So it's not like a
1: train up from what I hear, but I'd rather hike
2: it. Most of it. I mean, but there's still a hike. I I'm pretty sure I don't think you can get all the way to the ruins without a hike. You still have to go up a little bit of a hike. Um there's there I think there's like a couple different hiking options. Like there's one that's basically the entire mountain, and then there's like a couple towns along the way that you could get rides to and start from there. I mean, but look, look oh that. yeah, that place is beautiful. It's pretty stunning.
1: And it has like all the, if you're we're looking at pictures of Machu Picchu and if you just Google it, it's absolutely stunning. And just to get to the top. Now, can you stay there when you get to the top or do you have to hike back down?
2: No, I think you have to hike back down before the night's over. It, it's gets, um, I think I looked it up. It gets 1.3 million visitors a year. So they, there's kind of a bit of a line, uh, like they really regulate, access to it because
1: not very many visitors
2: well it is for such a tiny it's really not a big site and and it's ancient so they're trying to preserve it also I think it's a. I I would assume that there's a season that it's accessible like I in the wintertime, I'd assume you couldn't get up there because it'd be snowy because it's at the top of a mountain.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if you have to have permits before you go in. You might. I have think, to no, I permits. think you do,
2: but I think you can get that stuff online so, and stuff. So
1: that, well, yeah, there are a lot of those. Um, there are some actually mountainscapes in, in the United States where you buy permits ahead of time. Um, mm-hmm. I know the Grand Canyon does it on some of their hikes, which I really yeah. want to do like the basin to back hike. I think that would be breathtaking and, and beautiful. And just waking up and seeing some of those sunrises when you're hiking the Grand Canyon would be pretty pretty cool. Grand
2: Canyon would be a great hike. I've only seen it from above or, you know, like walking the top rim. I've never actually hiked it.
1: I ran about two miles down into the Grand Canyon to have that bright Angels Trail. You can, like, hike the, 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 the side. Mm-hmm. You can, like, kind of wind your way down a little bit. And I was running down, and I ran back up, and these people were, like, staring at me, like, what the fuck is wrong with this kid? I'm like, <laughs> don't worry about it. Like, I do this all the time. But, uh it was it was beautiful, it was cool, and then when when we were actually at the Grand canyon, you could uh they were, they were getting ready to have a lightning storm, so they started clearing everybody out, and you could feel like the electricity in the air and like my hair, my arms were standing up, and like oh dude, you could hear buzzing? I don't know if you've ever heard buzzing before, but it scared the shit out of us Mike it was me, Caden, and Kyle they were in the wedding party, and we were just sprinted and like we were sprinting like back to the car. And like you could just hear a buzzing, like from the electricity in the air. It
2: was something That's fr- pretty scary. It was the
1: freakiest thing I've ever seen in my life, like that being that close to lightning. And it, dude, it just—I was like, "Oh fuck, we're gonna get struck by lightning."
2: Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: and there's a lot of trees That's that pretty... are. If you look up there too, it's so high up. There's a lot of trees that actually do get struck. Like if yeah. you're driving along the side, you'll see a lot of trees that have been struck by lightning.
2: Well, the closest I can ever, an experience I've ever had to something like that was I remember as a kid, we used to do a lot of cross country, driving because my grandma my mom's mom lived in Ohio and we lived in San Diego so every summer we'd make that drive there and back and one one of the trips we were in like Nevada or Utah or something and I just remember like the storm was coming in and we were coming up on the city but it was still really far away and you could see the lightning striking the desert like all around the highway and everything and I had the window rolled down with my hand, my arm out. My mom made me roll the window back up because <laughs> she didn't want me to get struck by lightning. I've actually been
1: fortunate to experience that when I drove. Oh, that
2: sounds very fortunate.
1: Well, I, dude, I, <laughs> get, getting, I, I'm a freak, dude. I love tornadoes. <laughs> I love weather. And when I was driving from San Antonio when I took that when I took the position with the company in Phoenix, I got to drive across uh, Texas and into Phoenix and. I saw some badass storms, yeah, and then when I lived in Vegas for four years, I was able to drive down from Phoenix uh, from Vegas to Phoenix, most beautiful drive ever like it's storybook when you when it's at nighttime and you hear a lot of those picturesque uh, talks and like a lot of those scary movies that talk about moonlight over the canyon and how it lights it up and mm-hmm. it's it was pretty badass, and I got stuck in a crazy storm once and uh, because they're really rapid out there they go they go like that mm-hmm. and I just remember just – it was just in awe. And I was like the happiest person. I was so ecstatic because I love thunderstorms, scary movies, tornadoes, yeah. all that shit. And um, – which I guess we might as well talk about it since we're from Kansas. Uh, we're getting into a tornado season, dude. May. May's coming up pretty quick. Yeah,
2: that was uh, quite the shock when we moved out here because like I said, um, I grew up in San Diego. We moved out here when I was in – started high school and um, yeah, tornado season was – Our first tornado season, we were living in an RV in a a KOA campground. (laughs) Uh,
1: That's like like the worst place to be in a tornado. Just outside of Lawrence, and it was. Have you guys? Did you guys watch the movie Twister yet?
2: Um, I let's see. When did Twister come out?
1: Ninety-eight, like in the nineties. Yeah.
2: Well, I think it came out a year after we'd already been living here. So no. but maybe it had already... I can't remember the timeline there. God, we we God moved out God here in '90. This was 97. But,
1: 1996 is when it came out.
2: Oh, so we must have already seen it. But uh, we... Yeah, that year there happened to be like an, an abnormal amount of tornadoes that threatened to Lawrence. None of them hit Lawrence. And in a year since, we never really had that kind of... Um, experience it, so it was a bit of a trial by fire
1: have you ever seen a tornado before
2: um one time when another cross-country trip i saw what i th- in my memory was a tornado but i'm in like texas but i'm thinking as i think about it as an adult i think it was probably more like one of those uh giant dust devil things
1: Oh, dust cells are i've seen Yeah, I've seen Dust Devils. I've actually ran through Dust Devils. Well, I've
2: ran through Dust Devils, yeah, in San Diego that are on like the playground and stuff, but this was one that was like off on the horizon and went all the way up to the sky. You know what I'm talking about? Those ones? Yeah,
1: West Texas is uh, famous for them.
2: So I think that must have been what that was because I don't remember my parents like freaking out in the car, which I feel like if that was a tornado, they would have been. But maybe they've been were trying to keep it calm for us kids. I don't know
1: one of the craziest things that i've ever seen just getting away from tornadoes real quick a little side joke um i saw an honest to god uh tumbleweed that came up to like my midsection roll up on me and i was and jody and i were actually walking she'd come to visit me in midland odessa and in texas and we were walking just out out there and coming off the field was this huge like cartoonish like uh Um, and it was just like, it's so big. We had to take pictures of it. And I thought that was something that was just in movies, but yeah, no, they're real. Tumbleweeds are huge. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, this is a big ass tumbleweed. <laughs> and I, I was just flabbergasted about how big it is. It's funny because you know, that shit just like rolling out there in the field, collecting yeah. all this shit that's from the dust storms. And I've seen some crazy, uh, dust devils out there in West Texas, especially when I was driving, when I got promoted from, uh, Midland, Lodessa to, to Vegas, that drive was, an eerie drive because you drive, you leave West Texas and you, and I went through Roswell to New Mexico. There is no cell service from Roswell to Albuquerque. Pretty much, it is mm-hmm. static, dude. And I was like, "Fuck, man! If anything happens to me, like, no one is gonna know." And it was really pretty.
2: New but, Mexico is beautiful. I love New Mexico. Dude, it was too.
1: it was gorgeous. But the problem was, I'm like, what the fuck do these people do out here? Like, I would see houses. And what do then, you
2: need to do? You live in God's country.
1: But man. how do you get? How do you get anything? I was like, I mean, I, I would. See houses, and I, I don't see. There's no vegetation. I didn't see cows. Um, I'm sure they're probably like harvesting aliens yeah, for the government. A, it's but It's a great
2: place to die.
1: It is, and well, and that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing is, um, hills have eyes. Is set in new. it's set in New Mexico. So I'm is like, is it? Oh. Yeah, so I'm like, oh fuck. I always assumed it was
2: outside of Las Vegas or something. No, it's
1: New Mexico because that's where they did all the nuclear testing.
2: Um, is it? I thought they did it out in Nevada.
1: I, I'm pretty sure it was New Mexico. They did the Manhattan testing. I may be wrong on that.
2: Oh, well, yeah, the specific, the big, big yeah. boy. Yeah. Um, but I, I was thinking more like the the ones after World War II, because they did a lot of testing afterwards, I think. But, so, okay, but yeah, Las Cruces.
1: Yeah. So anyhow, but that's where uh, the Hills Have Eyes is filmed. So I'm driving in, in outward in New Mexico. I'm like, oh, fuck. And I was like, "Well, I just hope I see an alien. I want a sign. Give me a sign, because I've always been into the supernatural, and we have discussed this before. But I'm like, I'm here now, and I would like a sign right now. Just, just show me a sign, my lord. And nothing happened. It was pretty boring.
2: Well, there's all sorts of alien stuff in Roswell.
1: Yeah, but I was like asking for like a sign.
2: Like, oh, you wanted a, your own like experience. fire, in the fire in the sky. You wanted sign. an actual alien abduction.
1: Well, I mean, I, need, I, don't, I don't want to be probed. I don't, I don't need anything shoved up the It'd be a hell of hole. a story. It would be, but nobody would believe me.
0: <laughs> you know, True. I, I tell a lot of jokes. Well, a few people would. <laughs>
1: people that don't know me. Yeah, uh, exactly. But, uh, but yeah, I've actually seen a tornado uh, up close. It was uh, on... You say cross-country, it cracks my shit up because... When you say cross country, I know you're traveling across country. But right, when I but I say you're cross
2: thinking co- about running. Running, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm
1: thinking about running. But I actually saw mine in track, and it was up by Baldwin, and we were coming in. I'm like, hey, coach, that looks like a tornado, and there wasn't shit we could do except for we drove into a subway, and just parked. And they at the track meet, they've got everybody inside, and or it was it was nuts, man.
2: Yeah, I I remember um, in Mcleod, I was working at the Harvest House, and. There was a rotation,
0: uh, right,
2: right, right over the, the main intersection there, um, and I like I saw that it was like so it was right over my building the building I was working at, and, but it didn't it didn't it, the clouds just kind of rotated for a little bit and then it went away. Also, remember one time I was headed to work out at the ranch, um, and I saw a tornado like off towards Oskaloosa um, touch down briefly. Um, and that's all I've seen.
1: Uh, funnel clouds are—I've seen quite a few funnel clouds. Yeah. Um, especially standing on a balcony in an apartment complex with my mom when I was young, and there was not shit you can do. You're just looking up at this the sky rotating. And you're like, well, that could drop any moment. It could drop right on you. Right. And tornadoes are funny how they'll they'll destroy half of a street, leave two houses, hit the next two houses, leave those next two houses, and then just repeat. Because yeah. they're jumpers. And that's why I liked about the movie Twister. Is because it was realistic in the way to where it just didn't stay on the ground for an absorbent amount of time. Except for at the end. I mean, where they had to like chase it down to like five counties. but
2: Right. That
1: was like the only tornado that really stayed. Well, it stayed.
2: was a super tornado. It was supposed to be a special And those are crazy. Lead.
1: Joplin, Missouri got destroyed by an F5. Mm-hmm. And then the Greensville, Missouri. Um, yeah. President Bush went there and it took out the whole town in yep. one swipe. Because McLeod is like a mile by mile by mile. So it would take out the entire town. If an F5 hit McLeod, it would yeah. take out the entire town. Yeah. There'd be nothing left. That's To me, that's just crazy. It is. Because, I mean, those towns never recover. They don't really rebuild. It's just kind of a dead town at that point.
2: Right. Although Greenville did recover.
1: Sort of. I mean, well, like, I just watched there was the a lot, of, a
2: lot of money went into it to try to turn it. Because, well, one, the residents were trying to make it become like, well, some of the residents... To like the capitalize on the name Greenville and make it an energy uh, carbon neutral city, Um, but it sounds like it didn't really work out very well in terms of, yeah.
1: The the documentary I watched probably about last it was like last year when I watched it and it was just saying the town is still dying like people but but is that I
2: don't but what I'm saying is. I don't think that's because of a tornado. I uh, think it's because of the green initiative? No, I think it's because a small town America is dying. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean exactly. McLeod is dying. Oskaloosa is dying. Everywhere is dying. It's um, the small, because everyone's moving to the cities. I don't, and I don't understand. And all the farms are getting bought up by big, big farm. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: Wrong pharma. Um, yeah.
2: Not pharma, farm. <laughs> I, never,
1: I never understood the people wanting to move. And I talked to Monica about this. Living downtown in a loft it just doesn't suit me. There's no space. Well,
2: no. I mean, I when I say cities, I was meaning including like suburbs. Yeah, no suburbs. Like no, I get yeah. it.
1: But like, um, I mean, I guess you can consider what we live in a suburb. It's definitely a suburb, but mm-hmm. there was still pasture behind us.
2: Well, because it's Lansing is a smaller city, so it's it's like main central lansing it's not not like the suburbs of kansas city where you have like you know
1: so i just these. googled small town america and the first thing that pops up is dying yes <laughs> i mean i mean and, it, and there and it's kind of interesting so there's a couple good articles about like the the public housing crisis no one's talking about um it's and a lot of those towns um if since area is kind of politically hyped these days and Is like the small mill towns, like from Detroit, Pittsburgh. A lot of those small towns are just being cannibalized because there's no there's no factories there that keeps people in those towns. And McLaugh never had a factory, but it was close enough to Lawrence where people would they would commute to Lawrence. But the, the more and more I talk to millennials, and just throwing this out there that they hate commuting, like oh god, you live all the way out in Lansing, no. Motherfucker, it's a 30-minute drive to the city. It's 30 minutes. And I'm fortunate to drive 30 minutes because I've been in L.A. And I've traveled to San Diego. I have lived in Vegas where it takes to go 10 miles, 645 minutes at times. Like you, you we treasure time, you know, as human beings. But the commute never bothered me. I love to drive. And I think it's it's fun. But it seems more and more people do not like commuting and i think that's becoming a big hit for a small town in america.
2: Well, you can count me among those people who don't like commuting. Um I like driving like if i'm you know going through some cool countryside if i'm on the open road and actually driving. I don't like sitting on a you know eight lane highway on an overpass like completely boxed in on all sides <laughs> by vehicles well, that's not my point, moving. Though um
1: that you don't have that coming but the Boston one America. thing
2: that has helped like when i was first started working um podcasts weren't that big i mean they were they were getting big right at that time but i hadn't really discovered them myself yet um audiobooks were like you know you have to pay 50 bucks for They're like a bunch of expensive bunch of cd's and stuff so
1: and they have to they didn't have to have like flip through each CD. It's like seven CDs for a fucking book.
2: Right. So you've basically just had the radio, um, which there. So that that worked for a lot of people. Didn't always work for me. The other thing is that I have this problem where I get very sleepy after about twenty minutes of driving, and then if I can get through that, which is about like a another twenty minutes, then I'll be fine. But you know, so that means if my commute to work is like 30 to 40 minutes like the last half of it i'm really tired
1: <laughs> i was so worried when i took this position over for the company I was didn't know how i was going to act because i was so i get so tired driving driving makes me really tired and for yeah. some reason i've coped and i'm doing well man but a lot of it's i listen to a lot of podcasts um I, yeah joe rogan's podcast is is phenomenal like he has a lot of good people on there mm-hmm. and they talk about all different sh- types of shit like the flat earth with uh eddie bravo And they talk about, from Flatter to the paleontologist who's arguing that dinosaurs do exist, motherfucker, even though we find a bone, they're saying, oh, that bone is faked. Like, I don't understand how people can come up with conspiracy theories and think that people cannot... Like, I, I love rumors, for example, because if you're a criminal and you try to do something crazy, you know that people cannot keep secrets. I don't care what fuck who you are, people just can't keep secrets. They... I have never met one person in my entire life that has kept a secret from somebody. Like if I tell you a secret, so at some point in time, you might tell Elena or you might tell somebody else that you're close to. You're, you may tell somebody. I don't know if you can keep a secret from everybody else between you and I. It's just humans aren't good at that.
2: Right. No, I am I would say, yeah, your most secretive person, yeah, could probably keep a couple secrets, Um. like perfectly. But... Most people are going to have one or two people that they're going to that they will tell. Um, sometimes they won't tell them for like ten years, uh, but they'll. But then they'll be like, okay, well, it's been ten years. I can kind of say something about it to my wife or something. It'll surface, you know. It, it, it's just a, a time and and number of people. You know, it, eventually it's going to creep out. That's what? why most That's- conspiracy theories. Don't hold a lot of water for me because they involve too many people uh, knowing and not talking.
1: <laughs> no, I agree with that. And to me, I look at conspiracy theories, and some of them I want to believe because it'd be like sure. it'd be like, oh, cool, you know, that's that's interesting. And um, like some of like the um, John John Wilkes Booth conspiracies about how he didn't actually die, like he traveled and he made it to these other countries, and they found like heirlooms from him and like uh, antique stores. I thought that was fascinating, um, not that I want that to be true because he shot the president, but um,
2: <laughs> but, but well, like uh, JFK stuff, um, you know, it's one thing that I like that feeds into it is that they still have classified documents on that stuff, on those investigations, and it's like why are, why, why does do that need- still need to be classified? What's being protected there? I think what it is is that it showed that the government was doing some illegal stuff at the time, not like not surprised. conspiracy stuff with JFK but, things, but you know, like illegal wiretaps. Is anybody that kind surprised? of stuff.
1: Not one person could be like, "Oh, the government was doing something fucking shady." Yeah, like, no,
2: we it, I, better protect exactly. that secret. Well, like, I, I agree. That's what that's <laughs> what's happening. I well, think, and I
1: have a hard time. And I am thinking about this, and I look at conspiracy theories, and no, I, my my thing is if if you are a criminal. To me, like being a criminal and doing stupid shit like that, it just having my degree in criminology opened my eyes to those people. They live, they live like fantastic lives, maybe ten percent of the time. I mean, the stress that they're under, the amount of trust they put into like keeping secrets, and it just never works out for them. Like all the right, com- right. all the all the crime bosses, they all die. Like they something yeah. bad like happens to ninety percent of them. Right. And it's not like in, yeah,
2: because yeah, yeah. The only real way to kind of enforce that secrecy is you have to get brutal. Yes. And when you get brutal, you make enemies, and eventually it comes to bite you in the ass, and you, you get taken out with that brutality.
1: And I was no, I agree. And so to the point, I'm like, so when I'm, I love listening to Joe Rogan get on with these conspiracy theorists because this one guy, dude, he was. I, he had my ass rolling on the ground because he was a paleontologist and he's watching this video of this guy trying to, to debunk dinosaurs. And the guy's like, well, look at this bone here. There's, there are plastic all over the other... All the other museums are all plastic. He's like, yeah, motherfucker, that bone's 64 million years old. It's not like you just hang it up in a museum. Like, we make carbon copies of it. That's fucking what we do. It's like, <laughs> right, dude, it yeah. just... And like he was drinking a beer, so he's like, I, "I need another beer, Joe. I can't wash any no, more of this see, shit. I need another fucking." That's beer. That's one
2: thing I like about paleontologists. They're much more of the kind of like they're not the academic type of academics. <laughs> dude, they,
1: he's like a big guy. He looks like a rock. Yeah, well, I mean, like paleontologists.
2: Yeah. What do they do? They have to. Most of their job is going out. Well, I mean, I'm glamorizing it. They're, they do a lot of lab work too. I shouldn't discount that. But they do some tedious. They do shit, way dude. more than most. Maybe the only other one that could compete would be anthropologists or archaeologists but um e- e- not even archaeologists really because most of their stuff is still going to be within well, the confines of civilization the, but the they're, they go out there and they just have to live out in the middle of nowhere like just staring at the ground trying to see some little hints part, of bones
1: the best part was he gets so pissed off because like listen it takes us Weeks to extract one fucking bone, right? Okay, like and like you could just see his anger boiling up because he's like he he has spent time in the field, yeah. These bones, and then the, the guy on the video too was talking about how like, well, listen, they they found this bone and they've called it this type of dinosaur, but then the other guy found the same exact bone and called it that type of dinosaur. He's like, yeah, motherfucker. It's called the Bone War. Like yeah. that was back when they were, when they were, when they were rushing to find dinosaur bones. But it was fucking popular. Right. And they did find the same type of bones in different areas. And like, what the fuck does that tell you? Yeah. He's like, it's like, oh no, they're just making all this shit up. Oh, dude. Well, yeah. They,
2: I mean, I they kind just, of are making it up in the sense that they're discovering new things we hadn't discovered before.
1: But uh, oh, I was, just, I was <laughs> you know, just So dying. what are they supposed to do? And these conspiracy theorists, they and I, Alex Jones, for example. And he's fucking crazy. And just some of this shit like... Okay, so he makes solid points. And some of his points are based in fact. And that's the problem with conspiracy theorists. They'll take a fact and they'll point it to their point. And then all of a sudden, bam, they've made this point about one fact. that, And, and they construe it into a way to where it has a semi-truth to it. And they can bend it. It's like bending around an object. you know. Right. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, I can see that fact. And when I was studying criminology... My professor uh used to listen to Alex Jones quite a bit, and he made some good points, you know about the industrial prison complex, which is for sure an issue, yeah, and private prisons for sure an issue those I'm okay with, I'm okay with dealing with some of the bad shit that happens with private prisons and the industrial prison complex and and the way some of this privatization is starting to going but the the lizard people shit. I start losing interest real quick when we starts talking about how Hillary Clinton is a lizard person. I'm like, <laughs> there's no way fucking way the Clintons can keep anything secret. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Yeah. And then like our PizzaGate, you know, just just shit like that. Just start. Yeah, just start PizzaGate.
2: Ro- that well, I mean,
1: I start rolling my eyes, and just,
2: it makes me sad sometimes.
1: It does and then but then all of a sudden you have shit like Harvey how does shit stay quiet like Harvey Weinstein for so long? And that to me that see I that's mean I think if you look at up. it
2: if you look at it you see it wasn't really
1: covered up. It but it was okay, no, it was it, brought to attention, just covered up by powerful people.
2: Yeah, it's like an open secret. Like
1: But in today's technology, how does that shit not get out? I mean how Yeah, well it did. But well, finally, it did. But with
2: the today's technology, you do you finally, think that's what?
1: So, if, I for think that, example, that's t-
2: part of it because people can can kind of speak out with the protection of the internet. Um, and well, and the other thing that I think did it in is that it's it. You know, I think there is kind of like a a life uh, expectancy for like powerful institutions, and you could call like. Harvey Weinstein Weinstein and his little empire is like an institution that he had built up around him and there's an I think it was at the end of its life expectancy. And look at
1: Roger Ailes too. And it, and it's so like,
2: the cracks he had built up all like well it's like the mob thing. Yeah. He'd built up all these enemies and they were all waiting for the moment to take him down. I'm telling and when you, that dude. moment presented itself they they all pounced.
1: I just, and I and I look back at that shit and just just studying it and just it's it's fascinating to me that they don't get it and they don't understand their mistakes, and I listen to these stories that these women are telling about how this guy just pulled down his pants and opened up his slong and it's like just like hey touch this for me I'm like that never works and these guys have enough money. That they can probably find somebody to have sex with, but I think it's more of the "I'm better than you." It's that that excitement. Well, there's them a power dynamic. Well, dynamic. they're so rich already right. that they're like, oh, "I'll have you." You right. know, who are you to me? I make millions well, also, and millions of dollars. Well, also there's
2: there's a part of the culture of America was like like the American dream was as it was traditionally cast is like you go get a job, you become successful, you get a wife and you have a lovely little family, right? Like that's always been like your reward for becoming, being successful is you get women, right? So this Harvey Weinstein, he gets money and power. And so he just expects, oh, his reward is he's going to get women. And I mean, as with any societal phenomenon, it's not that explicit, like in the minds of the people who are acting it out. So I don't think Weinstein was like, Oh, I'm rich. Now that means I get all the women, you know, they, but, well, and maybe some
1: of it though, because it did seem like there was a power dynamic there that he liked. He for sure thought he can, I'm rich. I can get away with it. Well, I
2: think he liked enforcing his will on people. Uh, And I think that was as much a part of it as the, just like wanting to have sex with women. (laughs) I mean, you know, there, it's like an interplay there. he, you know, it wasn't just him going out and having, otherwise, then he would just go get hookers and stuff. But he wanted to take these women and say, Your future depends on me, so you give me this, and then you, I'll open your future up for you.
1: Do you think if uh Harvey Weinstein had one ring, he could rule them all?
2: No, he would fail, he would fail, <laughs> <laughs> he would
1: have the ring,
2: it would turn on him just like it did uh, uh, Sauron or, and, no, or no, no, um, Sauron. No. um...
1: Oh, it it hurts. Precious. Uh, Precious. What's his name? My Golem, Precious just like Golem. it did Golem. Yeah. What was Golem's real name? Schmiegel. Schmiegel. That's right. Like I just, I'll never forget. Then that's the Return of the King when we finally get to meet Schmeagol, right? In yeah. The movie. Okay, I'll never forget that scene. Is like it's disturbing as fuck, dude. For some reason, yeah, the way they the way they filmed it, like it made him. He was still Golem esque. Right. In the filming of it. Like he could just see some of it and it's just No,
2: they did a really good job with that, I think. Um
1: It was like almost like a scary movie at the beginning. Yeah. It's like Ah Schmeagle. Schmeagle likes the ring. Like it was yeah. like, Oh fuck, this guy's this guy's gonna fuck somebody up. Yeah. And to me, like Lord of the Rings has that tendency to be kind of badass in some points and kinda of lackluster in others, but at some points they were like super dark, you know? And
2: No, I think the Lord of the Rings themselves were pretty solid all the way through. Um, the Hobbit was pretty awful all the way through, but <laughs> there, for me, the Hobbits, the three Hobbits, are worth it for one scene, one redeeming scene in that whole franchise, and that was when Bilbo met Gollum, and they nailed
1: it that was great that Did was you everything like I was hoping would be between like the how the, they, the riddle
2: and all that stuff I loved it and and then the rest of the movie I around it. it was
1: awful and the whole franchise around it was awful but I've never read the book The Hobbit do they do that in the book with the the riddle and stuff yeah yeah. he do goes they?
2: in there and he he finds the ring by accident um, and like he doesn't know what it does and and um, Gollum, you know, d- plays the riddle game with him and Bilbo stumbles upon the answer on accident. Um, and so he wins, but Gollum isn't going to honor it. He's going to go get his precious, the ring, and put it on, become invisible, and kill him anyway. Um, but since Bilbo has it, he he manages to survive and he doesn't realize it. But I actually it yeah.
1: enjoyed... Uh, the music from that movie, I think, is fantastic. I love yeah, some of I'm the sure the
2: music. it probably was. Hard Shore is a great yeah.
1: Composer. It the music spot on, and I did like some of the, like the smog. I love the story. I think that the story of smog is a
2: Smog's a great dragon, and I think they did do smog well. But I don't just some of the scenes at the end of the second one. It, 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 they were inexplicable and I can't even remember my one, problems with them. No, okay. So the
1: second one, that's when they're, they, they go, they, is that the one that they, they go start the forest.
2: off after, Yeah. At the end of the first one, they got saved by the Eagles. Um, the second one, it goes from the Eagles. They go through the forest. There's like spiders and then there's elves and then they are, do the river raft thing where they fight. I didn't I
1: hated that scene. That was
2: a dumb scene. That was not in the book. And how old the fu- how fucking old that? is
1: Legolas by the way?
2: He's old, he's an elf. Um, I don't know his actual age Is he, he's is, really he inter- is he eternal? He was not in, no, he's not a, elves aren't immortal, but he's probably a few hundred years old. I said old. eternal,
1: but immortal, yes, correct. No, I understood what So you is, is um, he okay, so was he in love with that princess?
2: None of that was in the book. That's so all made up.
1: Okay, that's I, I see. I've never yeah. read the book, so I didn't. I didn't know. Legolas
2: was not in the Hobbit.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's stupid. Then they put it in there. Now, did she? Did the one lady fall in love with the dwarf? Is that was that in the book? Um, no. Okay. See, I just I didn't know if this was all in the book or not. That's crazy to me. So, see, and I get that Hollywood needs to do certain things to try to tie people into the movies, and I'm fine with that to an extent, but. I hate the whole barrel scene. Like they're jumping from one hobbit's head to the next. I it just it's dumb. It's 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 it doesn't need to be there. They could have done a well. Much it needed
2: scene. to be there so that they could have a three full length movies because <laughs> <laughs> there's not enough material for three movies. So they had to draw it out. Like in the first one, the chase scene in the mountain. You know where they're running in the caves from the goblins. It goes on for like twenty minutes, and it's you know like. That was dumb, ridiculous, too. Ridiculous, and ridiculous, And I didn't like the head
1: goblin guy, the goblin guy, either. Yeah,
2: I didn't really care for him. He was all that. fat
1: and stupid. I'm like, come on, man. We're going to go to those badass dungeons and see all these goblins. So, and that's where they killed all the dwarves, right? Those goblins? Is that what happened to the dwarves? Was that, was,
2: no, they didn't kill the dwarves. The dwarves escaped. Okay. Those are the same dwarves throughout the whole movie. No, no, no!
1: i was I'm talking about in general. Didn't dwarfs used to like live in that mountain?
2: Oh yes, they that that
1: yes. Not not those. Specific the mines ones. of Moria yeah. was that okay. Moria they were run through.
2: Mm, no, you're right because that was in Lord of the Rings.
1: Yes, different, different, different. This was the Misty Mountains. This is the Misty Mountains. Yeah, so it's it's crazy, but I yeah. think there were still dwarfs in there.
2: Um, yeah. No, I think. Yeah, and it's. Well, I think. It, yeah, it was an old dwarven stronghold, and
1: and, I and remember, they were. I
2: think they were expecting the dwarves to be there,
1: actually. So one thing, one thing I do or, love about uh, the Hobbit and the in the the third movie when we get to go back to the or even the first movie when it starts out and Smog's attacking the attacking the Misty Mountains and the dwarven stronghold. Badass. I think the 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 way they did the temple and the way they did the, the dwarven kingdom. Now see,
2: I uh, have to admit here, I did not watch the third Hobbit film because I, at that point I was done with him. <laughs> but um, yes, for, basically I knew the, I watched the third for film. All it can be is Smog getting shot down, like him burning Lake Town and getting killed, and then an a battle between three army of uh, five armies. That's but see. In the book in Smog's burning of Lake Town, getting killed by Bard the the, the man, man of, of the Dale, battle, the five armies and, in the in the movie and the battle at the end, all of that takes up like three pages or something. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it's not a big like they say there's these all these armies showed up to steal Smog's treasure and the dwarves fought um and then the elves came at the last second, um thanks to Gandalf and helped them defeat it
1: so yeah, that's pretty much, it ha that happens in the movie, but it's not like a big like if you watch the animated series from The Hobbit, the battle's way different in the animated series than it is the actual movie so but and the animated one was all right uh I just didn't I thought the cool thing was like I love seeing like old castles and I thought it was sweet to see, like, the dwarves and, like, their natural habitat and say habitat like their animals, but, like, their uh, their, their home and, like, how they mine and some of the mining and some of the stuff that went into smog, like, why he was in there with all the treasure and the gold, and... I thought that was really well done, but uh, all the other shit did was just too much. Yeah. And the movies were way too long. They were still... They were still lower the ring length.
2: Yeah, that's exactly... It did not need to be that way. I mean... The Hobbit is one book that's like half the size of one of the Lord of the Rings books. And the Lord of the Rings trilogy is a trilogy, so three books. And each of those books is double the length of The Hobbit. And yet they made Lord of the Rings in three movies, and they also made The Hobbit in three movies. It's nonsensical. Yeah, It's a
1: money grab. That does make no sense. Um, well, we have a special guest coming on here in a couple minutes, and I think he's really excited to talk about The Hobbit, and more so uh, Lord of the Rings, and Hobbits, and Lord of the Rings.
2: Yeah, he's he loves Hobbits.
1: <laughs> I don't think you could say loves. I think he has the same feeling towards Hobbits that I do.
2: Well, we can get I- into that.
1: I did read a good read uh read some theory about hobbits and how like they're like the, the weakest creatures in the world which is makes them suitable for the ring of power cuz they're so weak that it brings out like it brings out nothing in them really for the ring. <laughs> it was pretty funny.
2: Well, uh, obviously
1: not because Gollum was a hobbit. So all right. Well, we'll see you guys in a couple of minutes. What's up, Chris? not much jesse jesse duckworth we have brought you here what's up i'm busy to talk about lord of the rings sorry i'm busy right or now. we could talk about lord of the flies good book <laughs> um jesse what would you do with the one ring to rule them all
0: right now i'm reading about harvey weinstein oh so. god
1: We already, Chris and I already discussed this. He can't rule the world. He would fall, he would fail. He'd fall flat on his face because he couldn't control the one ring.
0: No, he wouldn't because everybody would just allow him to do it.
1: (laughs) Quit rubbing salt in the wound. I'm here to talk about Lord of the Rings. Chris? Yep. Okay, so, question for you. And um, this is diving a little deeper into the into the murkiness of what is Lord of the Rings. So I was talking to Jesse earlier today and I initially called him because Brant sent that weird text about the rainforest and we started talking about Gandalf and how Gandalf kind of conveniently has magical powers. And then I guess he's almost like a Jedi. Like when he has a like Jedi fight with Sauron or Saruman, sorry, in, in Isengard, um, you were explaining to me what Gandalf actually is. What is Gandalf's is true nature? What's he called?
2: Um, he's a Maiar. Um, Maiar. I, I don't know exactly how to pronounce it. I've only, I, I think I've heard it a couple times. It's M A I A R. But essentially, he's kind of like a, um, like an angel type creature. I guess you could think of it that way. There were. Um, a handful of them were sent by the Iluvatar, who are kind of like the, the 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 gods of the of Middle Earth. They were all created by Eru Iluvatar.
1: I was um, reading, I was reading up on this, and I was listening to a YouTube video that kind of explained about Gandalf. And one of the cool things I learned was that they weren't always in old man forms. They actually took an old man form to be more convincing, because you and I were discussing earlier about how they were sent here to um, more not direct man and not invent- uh, um inter- intervene in their actions, like with magic or with their powers. They weren't supposed to do any of that. And so they took the shape of old men so they could guide people instead of rule people. I thought that was pretty interesting.
2: Yeah, well, and it, it's kind of the explanation for why um, Gandalf is a little bit of a... Deus ex machina, um, you know, like why he has special powers, but he doesn't use them all the time because he has very um, specific circumstances that he's allowed to use them in. But of course, it, it, the reason it's still deus ex machina is because all those reasons are introduced like outside of the books, like within the story. you If you only read The Lord of the Rings or you only read The Hobbit, you don't, all you see is that, hey, he has a lot of powers, but he only uses them when
1: it's convenient for the plot. How old is Gandalf? Um, does it does it ever say?
2: Well, he's, um, he he came. Uh, I don't know the exact all the times and everything, but it was like he was created. He's been around since like the beginning of Middle Earth. He he was kind of, and they were he. he but he's only been in Middle Earth. When Sauron became a threat, um, and so the all the Maiar that's what they were sent was was to battle Sauron
1: and to like convince men to rise up and fight against him. It wasn't so much to battle him him, himself, it was to convince man and and elves to kind of team up together and fight, right? Sauron, okay, that's what I thought. And it's just weird because when I was looking into it and trying to think what we're going to talk about tonight and going to the Shire. And how Gandalf befriended the hobbits, and he liked the hobbits because of their simple way of life, and then Saruman, at that point in time was already jealous of how much people admired Gandalf and and his power, and so he would actually go to the Shire and spy on Gandalf, which seems really weird that he would spy on Gandalf because already they're making hobbits like super important, which is already kind of weird, like why are hobbits so Pivotal to the story of Lord of the Rings.
2: Well, because... um, And for Tolkien, they were representative of the... um, The English... Like, small-town person who just... Kind of simple folk... um, Live out in the countryside, live off the land... Have simple pleasures... um, Not great ambitions... And... It was Tolkien's belief that these are the these people are the people with the greatest strength and rise to the the have the greatest capacity to rise to the equation and occasion in times of great need. Specifically, um, he was referencing his time in World War One, and a lot of you know these these folk he saw them perform bravely on the battlefield in World War One, and so he wanted to kind of. That's what the hobbits are. They're, they're an homage to the simple folk, the simple Englishmen.
1: They didn't they didn't like uh, – it's almost relating to Harry Potter. Like, Harry was a good hero in the sense that, like, for the Elder One, he didn't desire power. So the Elder One kind of works for him, whereas for Voldemort and Grindelwald, like, they desired power. So, like, it seems like for people that had, like, the Elder One, it always turned on them in the end. Kind of like the One Ring does. It turns on everybody but Sauron because it only answers to, like, one master – and like the master in Harry Potter was death, the one to kinda answer to death in the very end, whereas the ring answers to Sauron. It's pretty interesting. So like Hobbits were simple enough to where they didn't desire power, so the ring in their hands was like the safest thing it could be. And I think that's why Gandalf never wanted to touch it. Because if you look at the movies, he never touches a ring. He tries to stay away from it as much as possible. I thought that was interesting.
2: Yep. That's that's how it is in the books as well.
1: Um, now, do you think Harvey Weinstein, Jesse, would be more like Saruman? Like, maybe started off good, but just didn't turn bad?
0: I don't have anything to say about Harvey Weinstein. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, what do you think, Jesse, about Hobbits? I want to, I love, because when you, and Chris, and I get together, we, we have our good time, because I'm not a Hobbit fan.
0: I don't have anything to say about Hobbits.
1: Yes, you do. We brought you on specifically nope. to say stuff about nope. Hobbits. So, I guess my biggest issue- issue with hobbits is I don't mind suspending my disbelief, but they, they accomplish almost too much for what happens in the movies. I know you probably have a different opinion on that chris
2: uh I don't know what you mean by that, I guess
1: well through some of the the shit that they go through is uh for example you know when they're when they're fighting when they're fighting certain creatures that are ten times their size, or they're fighting, you know, orc, Orkai, and they're double their size. And that's not out of the ordinary for some instances in war, but the problem is they're not trained in war. Like, they never have been. They've been, like, simpleton folk. So I just think that for a lot of the stuff they go through throughout the trilogy of the movies is kind of is unbelievable to me.
2: Well, I mean, in the movies, I would say there's only really – Um, I feel like only the third movie, do they really ever engage in that kind of combat? Um, because, you know, like in the first one at the end, when the orcs attack, the hobbits aren't, they don't help out in any way.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. They just pick up the, they pick Mary and Pippin. I'm just like, I thought to me, that's like what should have happened when Sam was in the tower in the third movie. And he's like walking. He's walking up, and like he he battles the two orkai on the stairs. So so
2: really, we're just talking about the third movie. Um, And yeah, I would agree with that. They did make the the hobbits way more competent than they should have been, and it's also they're all it's also more competent than they were in the books. But they they changed a few of the surroundings around the hobbits in such a way that the hobbits had to be had to become super well they fought to be able to
1: escape they were fighting the mines of moria when they got trapped in that room and they were fighting i mean the the hobbits were fighting oh, Yeah, that there did too. happen
2: yeah that's right there was a fight they did they, they did fight in that scene I yeah you're right
1: so to me it's just that's a little it's it's crazy they and i didn't really have
2: that scene in the book either so
1: well and in that scene specifically when they fought the troll um and like, i don't actually i didn't mind that part but the problem is how would the hell they? would they ever get... If that... And I can suspend disbelief, but getting out of that fucking room is, is insane to me. And then why... And Jesse and I were talking about this today. How come Gandalf didn't use any magic in that room? Like, he's like, he does the you shall not pass magic, but then, like, he does no magic in that, in that room specifically. Couldn't he just, like, put a barrier up with his magic and force field, like, all the goblins out? You
2: would think. Um, I'm not sure if that has anything to do with his restrictions or not, but I do know that specifically when he... Faces the Balrog, that's supposed to be like his antithesis. So it's like he has to overcome the Balrog in order for him to ascend to become Gandalf the White. What the fuck is a Balrog? Is it's it... that fiery? No, deed? no,
1: I know, but what is it? Is it just a? Well,
2: it's it's kind of like. Is, a, it,
1: is he on the same level as Gandalf? The
2: way that orcs are, the way orcs are to elves, is kind of like what he is to the to the Myar.
1: Okay, I I didn't know. I was yeah. curious. What's up?
0: Technically, he's a boxer. A boxer. In Street Fighter. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> you caught
1: me off guard on that one, but I would agree. I don't like that character. That character sucked, by the way. Why?
0: Because he's black.
1: <laughs> no, just because I didn't like. I don't like the boxer. I like the. I like Vega. And some of the other characters. He was
0: Spanish, so he was brown.
1: I know. I liked Vega. But Any Honda was good too.
0: And he was Asian, so you just don't like the black? <laughs> it's
1: fucked up. Uh no, I just don't like boxers. They're, they're just limited in their range. I thought he was very stiff, you know, in the game. I didn't like it. Okay. Come on, just so what do you think about uh you know, the whole Minds of Moria, the whole game of uh the Game of Thrones, but the Lord of the Ring feel.
0: The Lord of the Ring feel? Can yeah, what's your specific? what's
1: what's your feel on the Lord of the Rings? Like as far as what's your opinion on them getting out of that situation, like we had talked earlier about Gandalf not using any magic or kind of when magic is convenient for him. Do you think it's just more of a movie magic type thing? or Because the books were a little different, but um, no, Gandalf, I can't remember the books very well. Chris would know more than I would.
0: I don't remember the books very well either. That's because I only read like to the 100th page, maybe. Was it the 111th page? It might have been the 111111th 111st first yeah. first page. Yeah. I, I couldn't say in that kind of stuff, so I, I couldn't even read that book. I read the Hobbit and I like the Hobbit even though the Hobbit has like 14 different logical endings and it never took any of those paths. Um so that's kind of annoying like the Hobbit is just kind of all over the place. Um, is the
1: book Is the book all over the place or are you talking about the movies? The book. The book. All oh, the fucking
0: movies are shit. Well, <laughs> we already discussed that. Shit. The, yeah, we, we both the book agree is, with that. The book is good. It's just it has like a bunch of places like it could end here. Okay, no, no, it could end here. Nope, it's going to do this other little weird thing and then end there. And I'm like, what is this? Like, Well, why that,
1: did, they did do that in the last book on, on the Lord of the Rings in the third book, Return of the King. They do that a little bit.
2: Yeah, uh, a lot of people got or criticized Return of the King for having like five endings or something. But they actually had less endings in the book. Because um, they left out the scourging of the Shire, which is after everything that happens, um, all the Hobbits return to the Shire, and Saruman has, has come to the Shire and taken it over. Which is So hilarious. they have to expel uh, Saruman from the Shire, and there's this whole little battle scene there, um, and then they go to say goodbye to. It's Frodo ridiculous, and all by the stuff. way.
1: Cause like they uh, when I was reading how Saruman dies, like uh, Wormtail ends up like slitting his rope, but then he's shot with a couple arrows by hobbits, and just I'm trying to imagine like hobbits like standing up like elves with arrows and and aiming at Saruman. It's it's and then like he's he, he like leaves his body, and then the maker who of Saruman is like kind of lets him float off into the wind. Like they don't actually keep him. I think it's pretty interesting. Well,
2: you know, hardcore defenders of. Um, the, the Lord of the Rings will say it's, um, it's essential to Tolkien's point about how evil it's everywhere. You, it's not just off in the lands of Mordor, far, far away from home. And you have to, it's, it's going to, it'll, it can take root in as innocent of a place as the Shire if you aren't vigilant against it. Um, which yeah, that's a good point. But that, and that's, everything. A that's a different good... type of evil.
1: I mean, like well, no, Saruman no, but... already went there and just took it over because he's 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 powerful. So it's not like evil grew up there and like well oh, no he corru-
2: yeah no it is he came and corrupted the minds of the hobbits he got them because he was ruling with hobbits, um, but against other hobbits. But the point being that so Tolkien's point was you evil can take root anywhere if you let it. But
1: Wasn't his voice I would magical? Like you could like whisper.
2: Would be that um, you know you could have found a better way to make that point because that was kind of a boring, unnecessary tack on to the ending of the I just, story.
1: I don't get the whole takeover of the Shire. To me, it's kind of weak. It's like a weak sauce. No, I just said that. Yeah, I know. I get of, it. I no, I am agreeing with you on that point. Um, but there's like there's some funny shit in the in the books and in the movie. There's a lot of fucking walking, and that's hard for me there's a lot of landscape shots i think if you ever want to travel to norway or any of those areas like they do a great job at selling those uh those those areas because damn they do some amazing shots of landscapes yeah and i was watching have you watched the special uh the special scenes or deleted scenes about when they made the lord of the rings and like they had to like stay in like and when they did the the battle the two towers and they're down at the helms deep and it's, like, raining. It's, like, actually raining. And, like, they're, like, freezing their balls off, like, trying to film this one shot. And it's pretty interesting.
2: I don't think I saw that one. I've seen some of them.
1: And I like that. I mean, to me, like, they filmed all the movies at one time. Is that right? Like, two years straight of filming?
2: Uh, Yeah, that's I can kind of remember that somewhat. I think it wasn't exactly that because I feel like they definitely didn't film Return of the King at the same time. But I don't know. I could be... I can't remember specific details about that.
1: I just remember them all like. Uh, but
2: it was, yeah, more of a. More than traditionally, you know, they f- did filming at the same time for stuff that wasn't being released right away.
1: Jesse, what are some of the things that bothered you that we were talking about today with Legolas?
0: Everything. Orlando Bloom is not a great elf. He's a really bad elf. Well, he's pretty. Aren't elves pretty? He, I guess he looks the part, but I mean, like, I just get tired of his, you know, the the, the he has those stupid, awkward stares. Yes, him staring. <laughs> you know, it kind of reminds me of like those old Creed videos when it was always like close-ups of <laughs> of a Stapp's face. You know, like it would just be like close-ups on his face all the time, and it's like, oh my god, like he has a different expression, and that's how Legolas was like his serious expression when when shit got real. It was I mean it was always the same, and it was really aggravating.
1: Have you seen a? Uh the there's the honest youtube trailers they do that for twilight the movies like you've seen never seen one. more stairs and yeah. more stairs like yeah. Yeah. it's it's uh it's dude i just can't stop laughing but uh i see
2: it's funny to me and i haven't even seen any of the twilight movies so <laughs> and even
1: more stairs like i'm just fuck man that fucking movie but yeah I would agree with that because they would they would zoom up on his face and all of a sudden he's like just staring. He's got that, that look like, that look I'm going to fuck face. some shit up. And then like he does a crazy somersault off the top of the castle, bounces off the wall, hands onto a candlestick, shoots five elves on the way down, and then grabs the arrows he shot the elves with, then stabs three more. Uh, I'm sorry, I said elves. Orkai, he stabs three more Orkai with those arrows that he just killed the other three Orkai with. And then then he pulls those out, those three Orkais, and he throws them at the other... Th- it's like his list of impossible shit that uh he's he's able to do just keeps well, ongoing. going. He,
2: the other thing is um Jackson really portrays elves as kind of like these stoic they're they're kind of like the Vulcans or something you know like they they don't have any humor, they're really you know serious all the time, super serious. <laughs> he gets Gandalf, not uh, Gandalf.
1: he gives Gimli some pretty gay looks,
2: yeah, I mean they there they there is some good humor there like something about the body count thing but
1: oh when he kills the fucking elf he's like that only counts as one but yeah most of <laughs> That's it's so coming stupid. from
2: Gimli and not from Legolas is the thing i do and, like but gimli though in the though. books a lot of the elves are are pretty happy folk you know like they sing songs they're being merry and everything they're you know they're not anti happiness anti fun
0: like they're portrayed in the movies so our elves so they because, seem like they all suffer from depression. Yeah, they do. They, they <laughs> well, are super when depressed. they came to Helm's Deep. Well, you know, it's
2: it's the late time of the leaving. Yeah, you know, they're they're all leaving the Middle Earth. So and I they're kind of sad about leaving.
1: Time. So <laughs> when they come to Helm's Deep and they fight in Helm's Deep and they're dying, they they die, die right. That it's in, lights out and there's nothing after for them. They're because else like they're. They live a long long, life. What's an average elven life? Do do we know?
0: I I thought they just live forever, don't they? That's what I thought too, but I I think I'm wrong on that. They're not not
2: exactly. Well, one, they're not immortal immortal in the sense that you can kill them. Um, I mean, I guess
0: they age. but but Uh, It's it's going to be hard to kill an elf though. The thing is,
2: um, but yeah, they live incredibly long lives. I know that if you go, if, if if you are an elf and you left when you were supposed to, to the, the, the land, land of the, of the undying. undying. Yeah. Yep. Then you wouldn't ever die
1: and you would stay the same age. But um, Does Legolas go to the land of the undying? Doesn't he take Gimli with him? I'm pretty sure he does. I read somewhere that he comes back and gets Gimli. I, I don't know about that. I'm going to look it up because I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that he Legolas goes to the land of the undying and then like 60 years later he comes back and gets, gets Gimli and takes him with him.
0: I didn't read it in the books. I just I just like uh, inferred it from the movies that the necklaces they were like made them almost immortal, you know, or that well, they would almost yeah, live forever like
2: like her giving the necklace to well, the way her, was the way I her don't, dad don't understand reacted, that. Yeah. The way her
0: dad reacted. I thought, "Oh my god, she's going to age really fast and die." That's the way I took it. It's like she's not going to live very much longer cuz she did this. Right. I mean, I don't
1: Okay, so it says right here, um Legolas and Gimli sail for the Undying Lands. So he uh,
2: so he might have just gone the first time. Because I was pretty certain that once you went there, you don't return. Like, you can't go and then like, oh, hey, I forgot okay. my best then, friend. It says Let right here, it says, back.
1: Then Legolas built a gray ship in Thetheran and sailed down in Duin and oh, so overseas with him. And it said went Gimli, the dwarf. Yeah. So they must have went together because they were... Yeah. They were pretty inseparable. I think yeah. I, I think they went there after the wars were over. They went their separate ways for a little bit, but they yeah, got man. back together. Yeah. And yeah, then Gimli built—I'm no, sorry, Legolas built a ship and took Gimli to the Undying Lands with him.
2: That would make sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's cool. I, I like that ending. You know, I like the characters together, but there some. I I I don't. I mean, I don't know. I grew up. I kind of grew up with Legolas as an elf, so I can't really see him see anybody else playing that role because it's kind of been ingrained in me. Who would, who would you pick to play Legolas? Could you th- even think of anybody?
2: No. Um, um, uh,
0: yeah.
1: I mean, he's pretty. He looks like an elf. I could see him as an elf.
0: I mean, I, I'd have to take some time. I, I need time.
1: I, I like Gimlet's character. I think Gimlet's character puts a lot into the film. As far as like the, yeah, I think he the Nine he Go, perfect. the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring.
2: Yeah, I think that was a great casting. I think Frodo was a great... Uh, Elijah Wood was great. Elijah singer. Wood was great.
1: I don't mind Elijah Wood. I, mean, I, I hate I hate hobbits, but I mean for I what think, it was. Um, I mean it's really what's oh his Mary. name was a great
2: Sam. Oh Pippin. What's his name? Uh, oh gosh, I know his
1: name. Ashley. Ast- Sean. Ast- yeah, Sean.
2: Ast- Austin. Austin. Chris, are hobbits gay? Austin. Sean Austin. Um. No. Are, some probably are.
1: I mean, it just overly seems like they're kind of roman like in a way trying
2: to bait jesse into saying something well
1: they they well it's mary and pippin and then it's like oh, miss i can't carry it, mr frodo but i can carry you like just just someone yeah, like that the, Sam. well i i know but i'm just saying someone like there's a lot of awkward moments in the friendship. in the movies <laughs> that's how like
0: if we keep if we keep pussifying american culture that's exactly what Mills are going to be like in the future here in america where they don't even, like, none of that stuff, nothing's gay anymore. It's just like, Beta male. oh, you know, it's okay, don't worry, Mr. Mr. Matt, I can carry you, you know, and that's just how it'll be, and everything will be happy. and. Well, friendly. Frodo was,
1: like, literally dying at the end of the movie, wasn't he? Like, he couldn't, it's weird because all of a sudden he couldn't walk, and then then he's, like, running, and then he's fighting Gollum, and I don't know, it was a weird ending to me.
0: I wish, you know, I kind of wish Frodo would have fell in and fucking died. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have a problem. Usually, I fight against that urge in movies. But if he would have died, because like they built it up so that he was going to die for so long, yeah. And I was like, oh, thank God.
1: But he does die in the end.
0: Well, it's a more traditional well, movie. It's an older. Yeah, I he mean, does. He, fly, he goes to, to the undying
1: lands. He dies at the end. He's selling to his death.
2: Is this is this is it's like the like, original, original fantasy novel and everything? And so a lot of the fantasy work nowadays is all derivative from this. But that means that we. A lot of this stuff is kind of like old hat. At the time, for him to have killed Frodo, that would have been such a like shocking thing to do. like it probably didn't even enter his mind to, to kill Frodo. Well, I mean, now, after you know, a, a half a century of, of literature after, that's taken after it, and you've thoroughly explored the tropes that Tolkien set up and deconstructed them, you know, killing them killing him almost seems a boring move now, right? But yep. um, at the time it was just would have been a step too far.
1: How come Bilbo didn't die? I mean Bilbo can barely even get out of the damn cart.
2: Well, <clears> the <throat> ring gave him extended life.
1: Well, no, I get that, but he aged quick because, like, in the in the because what's the time frame from Fellowship of the Ring to the Return of the King, from when Frodo gets back to the Shire? Do we know that it's like a it's something
2: like, long, like eighty years or fifty years?
1: No, no, no I'm talking about the war.
2: Hmm. Oh wait, say that again. The war you're itself, coming, you're like just when,
1: when, the when the Hobbit. Yeah, I'm talking not, but not. I'm just talking about from the Fellowship of the Ring to the Return of the King. The war itself, like what is the time? Oh, frame? Oh, that whole thing. Yeah,
2: oh, um, a couple of years.
1: It's not long, yeah. So a couple of years and then... Yeah,
2: because he lost the ring.
1: That's what I'm saying. So like he and aged he just, like... Ages. Yeah, it's me. it's crazy how fast he aged. He's but what about Gollum, though? Fly. But Golem didn't, yeah. didn't age that fast. How come Golem didn't age that fast?
2: He was just already so far gone he'd been twisted into a dark thing.
1: Well, that's why I'm just curious because Golem was so fucking old because he lost the ring Yeah, that for, is, for a very hmm. long time.
2: I'm willing to chalk that up as an oversight. Yeah, I think that's...
1: Because inconsistency. Because Bilbo takes the ring when he's a young chap, and then um, what's what's it's like fifty years between that movie, between The Hobbit, and then Fellowship of the Ring, right? Right. That's fifty years without the ring. Look how fast. He aged.
0: And Golem didn't age a day. And,
1: and, and, they're both, and they're both cut from the same cloth. They're pretty much both hobbits. Yeah. I guess
0: the argument would be is Golem looks... He looks so fucked up already. How would you know if he aged 50, you know? <laughs> but, 50 but, but, but I'm just saying... He would have lost but you think all of his hair instead of just having, like... But, like, Over Golem... that much time, you think, yeah, that he would have just... That he would have just died. Because Bilbo but couldn't maybe, even move, though. Maybe well, his I guess, love for the ring or maybe his hatred yeah, in his heart well, maybe so, kept him alive. But he kept so the ring twisted. for 500
1: years, though, right? It was something like... He had the ring for like 500 uh, years some yeah. insane amount of time so maybe it was long. so it was
2: hundreds yeah. maybe
1: he's so powerful because he had the ring for so long that the but, effects didn't work as fast Well it
2: twisted him well you could I guess you could say that he became so twisted because he doesn't look like a hobbit anymore you know he doesn't behave like a hobbit he the light hurts him and everything so you could say that maybe there's some sort of magical twisting of his very essence that made him made it so that he wouldn't
1: age but yeah and another I question i know jesse and i are on the same page why the fuck can they just call him elephants why they have to call him Oli look mr
0: frodo you know, uh, i believe if i'm not mistaken one thing i thought was weird if i i don't want to screw this up because i i don't want to badger you know or ruin his good name but i want to say that robert e howard also writes a story where he calls him oliphants so it must have been like there must be something to it Like I don't think they would have just both end up coming up with the same. Is this like a
1: secret society, secret handshake? I I don't know because they're
0: they're kind of they were kind of writing not not in the same time period because Robert E. Howard I think would have been before.
1: What did Robert E. Howard write?
0: Well, it could have been uh, an homage. The, the greatest thing in the world, yeah. And I don't know where I don't know where he got it from, but I just I ran across I'm it. I'm terrible I was like, with Oliphant. names. Yeah. What? Well, Robert, what I'm, just, I'm oh, terrible with names. Yeah, D, I'm being serious. Robert yeah. Howard is the creator of Conan the Barbarian. Oh, I didn't know. And that. Did okay, that. And he did that, and he wrote the he wrote the Conan the Barbarian stuff in the early 30s because he died. And he he lived I honestly didn't you know
1: that Conan and Barbarian was were books. I thought it was just a movie.
0: What the fuck are you talking about? I'm
1: just fucking saying, man. I'm, I'm
0: what are you talking about? I Robert know you're co- e Howard is the creator of the characters. He lived from 1906 to 1936 in Texas. Um, he only lived for could, 30 years? 30 years. He killed himself.
1: Fuck, dude. I didn't know that. Killed
0: himself. But he, he was like a, a contemporary of like uh, Lovecraft. Like yeah. They, yeah, These okay. guys all knew each other. And did and, and he wrote all those, those Conan stories, put them in weird tales. Uh, see, so I, did, where, I didn't. That's where I didn't it all know, came from. So I didn't know like, any of that. So i one of the, so one of the early Like, and if you read his shit, it's like, oh my god, it's kind of boring, in a way. Like, it's a different writing style that if you're not used to it, because it, it's kind of bores me. Even though I love it, I, it still bores me. Um. But well, uh, yeah, there's some definitely there's some Conan stories that I would definitely suggest well, I've uh, never,
1: I, I, I may pick that up. I never even knew Conan was. I've seen comics for Conan before, yeah, but well, they're the probably comics are from like the 80s. Yeah, like, well, I they're pro- think. I don't what they're that's what I'm there's... saying. They're probably from the movie. Actually, they're probably based from around the movie. Uh, uh, I want to say maybe, maybe do I don't even know. I'm not positive. And I didn't know. I thought Conan was just Arnold Schwarzenegger pushing out Conan. It was like written by a, a movie. I didn't realize because no, the character an, actually an actual the Conan
0: the Barbarian character is actually not very accurate to the original Conan. Because um, Conan is not like they they depict him kind of as dumb in the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, and he's not like that. You know, well, he's the, like the he's, he's they a do very inet, you know like
1: adept. Uh, the only reason they did that was because they were he, afraid of Arnold talking, right? They didn't.
0: I think that's part of it, but but even like they make Arnold look dumb though with some of his facial expressions, <laughs> like when something happens. Well, in like conan's movie when Conan would have saw magic in the in the books because he was so used to it. He he doesn't hunt sorcerers necessarily, but. He's constantly fighting them, or he'll be because you know he's a thief, so he hangs out in taverns and gets well, you know takes couldn't whatever. Couldn't some of that be
1: though Arnold's first acting gig, and so some of his facial expressions are just trying to learn how to act. Maybe, too.
0: maybe some, of, and maybe some of it's direction, but or directors. Or but how like they when shot he, it. When, when he sees things in the movie though, he looks like like oh my god, I've never seen anything like that before. So I guess I guess if you could say like this is Conan's first, you know, like first time he ever sees magic, maybe it would make some sense or. There's other pieces of it too that are kind of so, a little out of place. I want
1: called. to know this: How come there are no barbarians in Lord of the Rings?
0: Actually, there were because those one guys attacked the village at the, um, you know, when they're tra- when yeah. those two kids tried to get when the road like that was that was, in the ro- or whatever.
1: that was in the Rohan,
0: yeah, yeah, okay. And that Rohan that that, uh, Rohan yeah, that city or whatever
1: were those barbarians or were those? I think
0: they call them like wild wild you know, men, the wild men, wild, wild men, men or something, yeah, which they call I just them consider them men. barbarians. I don't know. Um. While you guys
2: were talking, I did a little research. Bring it, Chris. What do you got? oliphantus is the Latin word for elephant. And in Middle English, um, it was... What the fuck is Middle English? It's like old school English before modern English. Middle English? I didn't realize that was... realize. there's Old English, Middle (laughs) English, Modern English.
1: I knew there was Old English, but I didn't know there was a Middle English. And in
2: Middle English is that the less stupid is version was is, is, is
0: derivative
1: from the latin so that
0: i figured you know i, I, didn't, I didn't so know it's a time period that thing. makes sense okay i hate it because i thought like it's like a oh i
1: thought it was if they were trying to sound cute and i, I didn't realize
0: they are, they are still kind of trying to be cute though yeah right? they're because trying to make like, it sound
2: old <laughs> and 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 tolkien was actually a linguist professor he was a professor of languages I so already he was, studied how languages were created, how they changed, how they evolved. So that's why like for instance, that's why he has languages for Elvish and I will all give Tolkien that, kind of that dude. That
1: fucking English and, pop it, baby. There you go. Get it, Jesse. Um, but I will say, like, I was super impressed with the fucking like what goes in. It's like even if you look at this glass, like the the how he put the lit- the literature together for the languages and he did the conjugation uh, – I can't talk today. Um, he, how he put the sentence structures together and all that stuff for the Elven language, I thought was really well done and and really in depth.
0: yawn but can't you take? <laughs> <laughs> how do we know it says anything? It just looks like pretty little lines. Doesn't mean shit. But didn't to he? Me. Didn't Listen, he conjugate
2: everything? Well, yeah, but Jesse, if I showed you some Arabic, you wouldn't and wouldn't mean shit to
0: you. No, either. it looks pretty. <laughs> you want to show me some other fake languages? Uh, how about
1: hieroglyphics? How about pictures? Jesse can understand some of the pictures. I can understand some pictures. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can you imagine they this show on the etch-a-sketch? Is this did this movie just turn on like a Rorschach test or something? Well, <laughs> the men who stare at
1: letters. But no, I I thought it was pretty impressive that he took the time to invent a whole new language. I mean,
2: well, it, go ahead.
0: No, I was. Just I gonna see Jesse's say, face maybe, over there. Go ahead, maybe Jesse. he should have spent that time in figuring out the the right ending for any one of the books. You know, like, instead of just creating a language, like but I he could have focused more and done, did something better that I would have been more proud of.
1: Well, see, Jesse and I are talking about this today, too, is the great thing about Lord of the Rings and R. R. Martin seemed to, or Ger seemed to learn about Germ? yeah, how to learn about to write, is that he actually killed characters. And he actually learned to make it um, simultaneously with what would happen in, in life. And I like that because, you know, he's not, I can suspend my disbelief for a little bit. Like, okay, this character's going to get out of this position. This character's, okay, this makes sense. This doesn't make sense. And I love it because you just never know who's going to die. And I will give it, I was talking to Chris though. When the the Return of the King first starts, that shit is creepy as fuck. Like, Schmeagol, dude, that is a creepy ass scene. One Schmeagol creeps me the fuck out. But this way that Shemigo kills him and he finds a ring, I think that, I thought that was really done well. I, I like that a lot.
0: You just jump from topic to topic because earlier when we talked about the the Martin stuff, the biggest part of it we we, we talked about was was uh, the differences between Martin style, like or at least that type of fantasy where the world feels like it's the real world, right? Yes. Like we could live there. Like this could have been our Middle Ages, and then you just sprinkle in some some magic or some you know some sorcery type stuff. That makes it seem a little weird, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't suspend my belief too much. It's like almost like, well, man, dragons maybe, maybe this could exist. Like everything else is feels so real, and all the decisions and everything that's going on feels so real. And then when you take me to like a complete fantasy land, I have a hard time, um, I have a hard time like grasping it because um, it doesn't feel as real to me. So it's like I'm not learning about it. it doesn't I guess I'm having a hard time saying this? It doesn't. Uh, <sighs>
1: You can't suspend mm. your disbelief as much, and that's what I'm saying. Like the 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 scene that was shot with Schmiegel like brings me to a real. I could see, and what I meant by that is like when he finds the ring. To me, that's I could see somebody finding like a magical item, like you like you would find a possessed item today. Like we've like have possessions. Like I could see that happening. To me, it's like it's creepy. It's shot well. That's what I'm saying. That to me, that disbelief that's there, I can connect with that. But but and like we were talking about Danny going into the fire and how the dragons awakened. I thought that was done really well. And some of the stuff with Gandalf, it's just, it's like, I get why Chris says it's convenient, and I think I I agree with some of it, but at the same time, it's like, it's almost too convenient. It's like, okay, um, Gandalf saved the day. The eagles, they saved the day. That's what I
2: mean by it being convenient, is that it's too convenient. That's what I meant.
1: No, I agree with that, but but what I was saying... I thought you
2: were saying that I was saying saying something else. Okay.
1: No, no, no. I agree with I agree with that statement because we talked about how like they could only use magic at certain times, so kind of it's almost like Tolkien wrote himself into a back door with some of like his background on uh, how the characters are supposed to act and how they're not supposed to like be all powerful. But I think at the same time it kind of made it too fantasy esque
2: Well, I mean, there's some context to keep in mind. I mean, you don't have to keep this in mind. You can just say, "Hey, I don't like it," and that's fine. But I but um, I like to keep in, I like to take into account context. Tolkien, you know, he was a, a trailblazer. Um, there weren't very many of this type of writing before him, pretty much just
0: Robert E. Howard and H.P. Lovecraft, which was all done in short format. Right. I don't think there was a Conan story that was like more than like 30 pages. Right. And so this and was. A, this, so there he
2: was, had like, there were some maps, but they were very quick question. You know, quick. um, Bare, bare bones compared to so there was
1: no other like fantasy really out there no. like Matador or anything like. Well, I'm, except, I'm sure
2: there's plenty other terms people. Of just, like I'm unfamiliar. fairy tales, actual
0: fairy tales and myths. Because and there was a
1: lot of children's stories, but nothing yeah. that was like super Thank you. intense, full length,
0: epic uh, fantasy. Yeah, I don't. Um, and I can't think. Well, about it.
2: and and his motivation was he wanted to because you know the Norse and the Greek they all had these these very interesting origin stories and myths about their and and the people of britain because tolkien was british the english they didn't have these things um well they had some well they they probably giants and they had things they actually did they were in english history but it wasn't um it's
0: probably not as prolific well
2: yeah so anyway he wanted to create something kind of like epic like the fairy tales of of German lore and Norse mythology and Greek mythology, and so that's what he w- he was creating an English epic basically. I just wanted to and see. So so he put in a lot of effort into creating all the, like this the same kind of backstory that the myths of Greek and Norse mythology have as well. So that that's why he put in all that time and effort on on the world, um, and some of that stuff that he did in terms of it being weak storytelling it just i I, i'm i'm tempted myself i give kind of passes to kind of trailblazers in that regard because he was doing something that was kind of new and when you do that i I feel like the early versions are more impressive for the leaps that they're making even if you they're not actually as well put together as later iterations that are building off of that is there as much
1: walking in the books as there is in the movie
2: I'm sure there is. Does I mean, they're, it, no, they're traveling it, the same distance. So
1: I can't – I do this been 15, 16 does, years I've read There's not like the a books. page
2: where they say, walk, walk, put walk, one walk, foot walk. in front of the other and then continued doing that. And for the next five minutes, he also did that. And then for the 15 minutes after that, he continued walking.
1: The nine no, they, traveled. That's not how he wrote. And they walked. <laughs> they put one foot in front of the next – and they entered the mines. Of Although Moria. to be fair,
2: that's not really how the movie puts it. They don't focus on the walking part of it. it the just fuck they happens. don't, <laughs> dude.
1: Do they show they them walking up a mountain. They no. show them walking in the field. They show them walking everywhere. In terms of the so Saving
0: Private Ryan. In terms of The Hobbit, if they would have, if they <laughs> would have ended it after the dragon, you know, after this, after everything's done, um, you know, Smaug is kind of, you know, deceived by by Bilbo and all that stuff happens and. You know the dwarves are out. If they would have ended it right there, I would have been pretty happy with it. It's the whole dwarves get greedy, won't turn over. What's the item they found? Um, whatever it is. stone won't the turn that over, mountain. and then they're yeah. like half in a fight against the the elves and whoever. Yeah, the, yep. I, I think other groups other than just the elves. Is that a battle of so five like, armies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. I think that's what the chapter is called. Yeah, it. yeah, it is. And and then you have yeah. So then you so it's like it could have ended there, and I would have been like, okay, that's cool. Cool. I mean, that, that's like, that's a good logical ending. But they're like, no, we have to do this. And then eventually, because then doesn't Bilbo, he sneaks out and then sneaks back and instills it and takes it back. What the fuck happened? There should never have like, been a battle of right. the five too much armies. Shit. It's like, no, like, you're introducing the battle of the five armies after everything's, I mean, like, after the story's done. Like, this was right. the story. It's the story true, was the, yeah. I mean, like, no, I, I think because I the rest of it's really well done. Like, I think it's really well done up to that point. I'd be like, oh, this is great. So I think the... I just think the ending's goofy. I like,
1: will I will agree, though. I watched the, the Fellowship of the Ring probably a week ago, and I didn't mind it as much. I had some complaints with it before, but when I watched it again, I kind of enjoyed it because I haven't seen it for such a long time. And um, I think it's it's better than all the rest of the movies. You I think you'd agree with that too, Jesse, right? About The Fellowship, the first movie I being better. That, I think
0: I actually like... I think I actually like the first one the best, um, in terms of the story and setting up the story, and because it doesn't get as crazy. Like the first one's probably in terms of like special effects and other stuff, it's probably the least crazy one, right? Probably the least reliant on yeah. special and, effects. Yeah. And I really like, and it builds the story pretty well. I
1: really, uh, being a horror fan myself, I really like when they're in uh, the Pony's Inn. And the uh the Wraith come through and yeah, like they, no, they it, kick down the door. I mean I could see it happening and they smash the guy and they come in, they stab all the pillows and, and Stryker striker takes him across. I, I like that whole dynamic with them finding Stryker or Aragon yeah. and, and and how it, that all develops. I thought that was really well done.
0: It's probably not fair because it's the first time you're seeing all of it. True. Right. So it's the first time you're seeing the wraith and you're like, What is this? you know, like what is this weird stuff? So like when when Frodo when they have to when the hobbits are you know walking together down the road and then, you know, Frodo feels like there's something coming. You don't know what it is, right? And then they're kind of hiding down there. And the guy gets off his horse and all the – you have the all, like, the dead moving. creatures. Yep. You have, like, all the dead creatures coming out of the ground. That's really that's really well done. You know, that, that really builds a lot. Well, to and the then the running at
1: night down to the boat, I yeah. thought that was no, super I think, cool too. Yeah, I
0: think all that looks great. Like, it looks great. It is, it is really well done. Um, so, yeah, I just think that that – because I know the other ones are flashier. Like, the other ones have the big battles and they have the – the cute stuff. I didn't right? like the the, but the first the horse. One it up really well.
1: The horse racing to me was I and mean, But here's the thing: is like the she has power enough, to, and I, I did like this part where she, where um, she got into the water yeah. and she was able to raise the and water it was like up a bunch to defend- the steed I thought that was cool. I mean, but we never got to see that type of, ever. Ever since the first movie, we never saw a magic like that ever again. Like, there was none of that... Ma- and to me, I was kind of disappointed in well,
2: that. that well, was, that was actually... I mean, that was also her land, so that some of that magic's tied to the land. No, I,
1: I I agree, but I'm saying... But still, oh, is I that mean, true?
2: Yeah, because that's the border to...
1: That, yeah, that's there. why they couldn't cross it, because it was, like, the border into Rivendell. And but, so
2: it was, like, a defense mechanism.
1: And I'm okay with that, but still, but my, my point is, is they... There's no other magic. Like, I wanted to see a battle between the Wraith and Gandalf, and we got to see some of it, but in the... And it just... The wraith should not be as powerful as Gandalf.
2: The other, I mean, it's been too long since I've read the Return the King. But but part of the another problem is like, why are the elves so reluctant to to, to help? fight again? Yeah, um, and uh, like I, it, it, they try to explain in the movie, but it still feels like a cop out to me.
1: We're like it's man's times now, right? So help man. I, I agree, dude. Like, because <laughs> well, in, when I first saw the movie on the first Fellowship of the Ring, it starts out with the over the voiceover and Galandriel is talking about you know what had happened, and you see this big ass badass army fighting Sauron's army, and it's cool. I'm like, oh, I just can't wait for Return of the Kingdom. We're gonna get a badass badass battle, and then no, the biggest cop out of every book, every like. I figure he wrote himself into a corner is when they fin send the ghost army in and it clears out the whole town. Like I hated that with a passion.
2: Uh it made sense.
1: Um It makes no sense. Like that's... it's he went to there and he fought the ghost king and he wanted and I get the whole paying the debt forward and you owe me this and they go there, but to me it's just like they're all powerful. How come they take them to the black gate? Like he just releases oh, it's, them. It's
2: a, that's he that's his debt was repaid.
1: I I get it, dude. I'm just saying, like, but to me, I I didn't I didn't like that. the The final battle should have been not a that
2: one makes more sense to me because that's like a magical, like, uh, event that you're unleashing. It's like, okay, this is a one ticket or one show or one trick. It's like having, I know, like, it's like having like, an yeah, artifact in a game. Moment, yeah, and you get and to you use it use one it, time and then it's gone because they're they're trapped there by their sins of of not answering the call. So they answer the call and once they've done that. They're released and their spirits can go back in the world. Okay, so that I'm makes fine with it makes more sense to me than the elves being like, eh, you know, you guys didn't destroy when we told you to, so now we're just gonna run away. Oh wait, here's we'll go send like a hundred of our guys on a suicide mission to defend Helm's Deep. But hey, we dude. won't send them to actually help you defeat Sauron. Suicide and, squad. Suicide uh, remember, squad quest. We actually defeated Sauron when he had the ring. But he doesn't have the ring now. He's too bit much of a problem for us. we got to
1: bug <laughs> it's out. It's stupid. I agree with that. It's <laughs> fucking dumb. It makes so I, I,
2: I, I, it's been too long since I got that far into it. I'm sure there's lots of geeky reasons why that's the case. I don't
0: remember them.
1: They can't fight, dude. It's I, the age of man.
0: And I think they brought 250. What was it 250? Oh, I want oh, to say 250 yeah, for yeah, some reason. Was, I don't yeah. know why. Was but it? it? was just a token. He gives that what like... I my question is, if Rivendell had such good defenses, why couldn't they just stage a final battle there? Was that not... Is that not doable? It is, but... Yeah,
2: it, I don't see why they. it couldn't have been. It's too pretty. Yeah. No, I mean... But I mean <laughs> well, I mean... Okay, you mean in terms of specifically in the context of the Two Towers, that movie? Well, no, or or, no I mean like... Strategically.
0: Strategically. Cause yeah. Why would they... If, come if to you end. had a place that was, that was safe... Right. Why would you leave it? Like, but oh, it, we have to. Like, it's well, like it's like they it's have to fulfill a prophecy part of the, or something of, of distract,
2: forming a distraction to get the ring to the mountain.
0: Hmm.
1: Well, because that's the real way at the, the very end when Aragorn and them go to the Black Gate is to is to help Frodo get into. It's to distract right. the right. eye of Sauron. And Really,
2: you can think of everything that they do up to that. Got point a question as a distraction,
1: and this is a off-topic. But still, same topic, but moving directions. How the fuck does Sauron become an eye?
2: Um. What, I don't know, is that, that just how he manifests himself it's, it's in just, the yeah is, it, is that his shape shifting into an well, eye? Well, one the the eye, the burning eye thing. That's a part of that's an artistic choice by Jackson. It is derived from the from the book where they talk about like when he uses the um, the what is it called the pole, the the the, the, the little orb thing, the seeing glass yeah. orb, um, the paladrium or something like that. He, he uses that and they talk about like the all-seeing eye and, and lots of the, you know, like it, driving men mad. They can't escape the all-seeing eye. You know, so Jackson took that and took some liberties with it and extrapolated it and created that image, it's, there's it's, some great it's just memes. I really.
1: love some of the memes with the all-seeing eye, like clear eyes.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like well, when, obviously not that all-seeing. <laughs> well,
1: it, when Frodo goes in, like when he makes himself invisible, and like you see the eye, you actually see a figure, in like uh, in like the cornea, like you start you start seeing a figure in the eye itself. So I, I just always figured like he was just making himself like all powerful. I I, I never really understood it, so it's kind of interesting that you could explain it. Jesse, on uh ha, on how the Lord of the Rings should have ended, about flying eagles over and dropping the ring in, I heard this really lame theory on why that would never work. It's because the eagles themselves were created by one of the gods, like one of the three gods that actually made Middle Earth and made all the wizards and all the men. And they're just underneath, or pretty much on an equal level to the demigod. There's actually an eagle king, and I never knew this till today. Just read up I on was, this today. I was
0: going to wonder. I was asking. I was wondering about that. And
1: they're saying that the eagles uh, are such powerful animals that if they got near the ring, too near the ring, that it could tempt them to take the ring for themselves. And I'm just like, but they're animals where
0: they're gonna fuck they're gonna put the ring out What? <laughs> well,
1: but yeah. the talent but the ring the ring goes up and down in size like when uh yeah, iramir, the or, so. or what's his name um in the beginning of the first movie is it iramir or well i mean I'm no no, no he's, he's, a. A, he's descendant
2: uh, 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 oh you mean the guy um yeah you're talking about um ned stark um
1: no, not Boromir. Boromir. No, no. At the very beginning of the Fellowship of the Rings, when they're fighting, he's fighting Sauron. It cuts Sauron's finger off, and it falls down. Oh, okay. Yeah. But oh. anyhow, the ring is like this big, and it shrinks in his hand. So I don't know if it would extend Sh- to go over the Talon.
0: Oh, you mean just it can go on whatever where... Whatever. Whoever, whoever Older b- is. Um... It, yeah, that sounds really stupid. And I found um, out they I like them just being animals better.
1: The the animals, the eagles themselves are as big as a seven forty seven. That's how big they are. They have a thirty. They have like a sixty foot wingspan.
0: Well, they shouldn't sure look like that in the books. The ones in the books. Here's what I would say like to that. Like, because maybe you could have baked a cake and put that ring in there, right? <laughs> and you could have had one eat it and eat the ring and have it in its if, stomach and, do and a then Kamikaze fly that son of a bitch <laughs> right into the volcano. And that's how you would destroy the ring. And they'd be like, oh, what the fuck is that eagle doing? He's, he's on a suicide mission. I oh, fuck him. They wouldn't even pay attention, I don't think. They'd just be like, oh, that's a fucking crazy eagle. Um,
2: yeah, you could have maybe. That might have worked. I don't know. I don't know if ingesting the ring is akin to wearing it. <laughs> like, you feel <laughs> <Yeah, know>, like <laughs> you're, you're in a constant
0: trip because it's inside of you? Yeah, right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. We don't, well, these are questions that need to Sauron, be answered. Yeah, like <laughs> could Sauron see the ring if he's adjusting it? <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> no, that, that actually leads me to a bunch of different bad, bad areas. Like, uh, <laughs> do you have to make yourself the up to get the ring out? You know, or well. No, it starts making his me think of like I know it's a kamikaze, yeah. it, it starts the... making me think of like Frodo trying to smuggle the ring. Like Frodo's <laughs> yeah, caught, right? Yeah, and he's, he's like, like "Fuck, uh. what do I do with this ring?" And, he's and like, yeah, sticks, yeah, it, sticks, up sticks up it up, butt. his ass." And then he's and like, then "Oh, disappears. I don't have a ring, guys." And they're like, "Well, fuck, I guess he's fine. We'll just let him go." Do and you then, think they use rubber? He goes and jumps. They had no
1: latex gloves back then, so you're going in there manually. You need latex. So, Jesse's against condoms, but well, that's true, but. I don't, I never thought of that. That is true, though, because, because technically, Sauron only knows the ring when you're wearing it. So I don't think ingesting it would matter at all. Well, plus,
0: I mean, plus, we were stuck in his butt. Nobody would have known about it. Like that would have really hidden the ring. Why didn't he put in his butt?
2: Well, if if that counts as wearing it, then it wouldn't have made a difference. It would have been worse I, than wearing it. Why isn't
1: it, why it be, like snagged on like an intestine, and then is that considered wearing the ring? Yeah, I mean,
0: I don't uh, know about that. that's getting a little weird. It's getting a little weird. The smuggling part, I think, is funny, just because of like the drug smugglers and the things. Yeah, and this right, guy's right, like, right, right. He, that would actually be like a funny cartoon of Frodo trying to smuggle the ring <laughs> into Mordor. Right. <laughs> that's, that's what he's doing. Like, like, like Mortar like border, border patrol. like, yeah, stuff, so like, like uh, he's got his passport out. You'd know, be really funny. So you know how? That, you go, what's your business here? When uh, you go to the Undying Lands, you need... I want to help you guys build ar- armor. You know, yeah. or something, whatever. You know.
1: So. When you go to the Undying Lands you never die, right? So Sam actually goes to the Undying Lands like long after his kids are born yeah, because and he's a ring bearer. And, and, Ro- and Rosie she she passes away, so Sam goes too. So imagine those guys come back for like a rerun because like they they never died, so they come back because there's trouble again and the ring was never actually just dest- like for some reason the ring never destroyed. So Frodo's trying like to smuggle it out again. That would be a good story. No, I think, it, a I good, think it'd a be good pretty spoof, funny at least. I think
0: it'd be pretty funny would also be dangerous for Sam. Because of the risky type of sex him and Frodo have.
1: Well, you, they definitely had sex. Yeah, the, but the I'm saying, years if, if the
0: ring was smuggled, it would be dangerous for Sam. Well, I don't think it's out of the norm for Hobbits to have sex because with each other. the ring might go on his penis.
1: Because there's no male or female in a Hobbit race, right? What? They both had hairy feet. You know, they looked similar.
0: They're definitely males <laughs> and females. Don't know about that, Chris. We do. They know never about explain that. it. They do explain it. You know what's weird is the, the, the way they make Hobbit sound so good and pure, right? But at the same time, they're also a bunch of greedy little envious bastards.
2: Right, that they're is so true. Like, so, yep. like, because
0: a lot of them, it seemed like it seemed like damn near all of them that were related to Bilbo. They were all, and even in the book, um, yeah. I read at least part of that where everybody was kind of snooping around trying to figure oh, out what he Bilbo had. Bilbo Baggins, with like a right? So they're so good, but yet they're also like envious little. Well, the, little the, the movie starts the off simple
2: t- folk. I mean, if you go to the salt of the earth type people, you, that's what a lot of them are like. Well, the
0: funny <laughs> thing is because they start
1: off the book with like them banging on his fucking door, and he's like hiding from like Gandalf, like. Um, it's like, oh, not these people again. Or even if you look at Mary and Pippin, they're stealing that guy's crops.
0: Like, and the, when they run into Mary and Pippin, well, that, how that's they... kind of harmless, though. That's like, I get that. Like, that because I don't think Mary and Pippin. I think Mary Pippin, Sam, and uh, and Frodo are like the exceptions because they don't seem like that at all. Like, I don't think any of them are envious, yeah. or they no, don't I seem to right. have the same. I think that's right. As a lot of the other clans, and I, I don't know why that is, but it seems like the all the other clans. At least the ones they portrayed were uh, were very envious and whatever. They're very focused
2: on their immediate surroundings and themselves. Well, no. even the
0: guy who was like, even the one Hobbit who doesn't he just close his door when the Wraith comes by, he's just like, fuck that. And just like, closes yeah. the door and he's like, I'm just gonna hang out in here. I'm not gonna tell anybody. I'm just gonna chill in here. Okay, so I, I never so they knew So seem to be like about themselves too, like, you know, about self preservation yeah. and. Yeah. I don't know. You
1: know when the little kids are out there running? In the first movie, Gandalf driving through town. He's still, like throwing fireworks out of the back of his cart. Is that a female or a male? Like with the long gray hair with the pitchfork out there in the front yard. I never knew I if it was a male or female.
2: Don't
0: know. Oh, I think it's a male. Is it, is it a, a grandpa? Is it an old couple? It, yeah, because that's, that's the old man. That okay. later, I think that's the same old man later the, when, they, when, the, when the Wraith comes by or whatever. Yeah, whatever. it is. That's why I was asking I that same question. Guy. It spurred yeah.
1: my memory a little bit. I just never knew for sure if it was male or female. Or Why? if they were male or female.
0: Well, they do look, they do look very similar. Um, well, because
1: hobbits, hobbits don't have gender. They're too simple for that. The
0: only thing I think about, in terms of the hobbits, I just think of, like, if, let's say you were going to create a civilization, right? You're going to create your own race of people. This is what you would create? I mean, like, that's not what I would create. I couldn't well, imagine me ever creating a civilization like that. I probably would never even think about it. Like that would be such an afterthought. Like I was talking this, to Chris of when
1: I was talking to Chris about this and why. Well, that's possible. <laughs> and why hobbits had to had to be the ones to bear the ring and why Tolkien created the hobbits because they were so simple that they never they never looked for, or, or yearned for power. So they were the perfect people to carry the, the ring.
0: But at the same time, they weren't. <laughs> Well, they would, at the same time they were they they were still fell to the, the same folly that man did or everybody else right like the pointing the point of that
2: the that section in the book the scourging
0: of the shire that's what that is
2: is that evils everywhere even in this movie back perfect, to the Gandalf quote was that quote right.
0: also in the book which, was which that quote which makes quote? sense like the the quote where he, that Chris mentioned earlier about basically evil is, could be anywhere you know that it's uh, not. It doesn't. It's not Mordor. It's not over there. It could be here, and it you know whatever you could sow the seeds or whatever. Do you
1: think uh, you said something like that,
0: right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm. That's just like summarizing, or if that's an actual quote.
1: There was kind of an interesting resemblance between Dumbledore and Gandalf, and his relationship with Harry and uh, Gandalf's relationship with Frodo. It's because
0: it's the same character, right? Yeah.
2: I bet that Tolkien stole that idea from no. J.R. Rowling.
1: But no, what I my my point is like, Possibly. do you think that's like, uh, do you think she
0: kind of took some yeah. of that?
2: I think it's yeah, obviously.
0: Well, she stole the whole story. <laughs>
2: oh yeah, from what? Who's because?
0: Harry Potter, or something yeah, or whatever like that. it
2: was. Because
1: Harry does remind me a little bit of uh, Frodo.
0: Larry
2: Potter, I think. Larry Potter and the and the and Muggles.
1: Chris, what do you think? Uh, what house do you think Gandalf would be in? I um, think he'd be no, Gryffindor.
2: I guess so. He'd be Dumbledore, probably. Yeah.
1: Didn't know. I was curious. What about Sauron? I think Sauron would be like a Ravenclaw.
2: <laughs> he's definitely Slytherin. No way. Yeah.
1: Because he was good to start with. He wasn't always evil. He was turned evil. So. I think he'd be. His
2: ambition. He wanted to be. Head
1: dude.
2: He wanted, That's what he valued most, was being in charge of everything.
1: So, and then Saruman, you think he would be, I think he'd be a bad Gryffindor. Or Ravenclaw. He could. Or Ravenclaw. It's really interesting. I was talking to Chris earlier, because I was reading about, I was trying to read up on some of the, the theories out there on Lord of the Rings, and you know they they talk about the wizards because they have that wizarding council and Saruman was like the head wizard and they talk about it in the first movie but you never see any other wizards in The Lord of the Rings you just only see Gandalf and Saruman and the other I don't no one ever knows what happens to the other two because there's two blue wizards
2: and then there's Radagast. and there's Radagast there's
1: so them. whatever happened to the other two blue wizards I
2: don't know it's I think that's on their internet somewhere
1: it, it well they say that two things could have happened either they're one of the um, they're one of they fell to the darkness, and they're one of the dark powers. Um, and then or they, uh, or they just died, or they succumbed to Sauron at some point in time during like the the thousand years leading up to the Fellowship of the Ring. They had died off, um, against fighting Sauron. It's just really weird, but it almost made it seem like Gandalf said they were alive still.
2: Well, they they would have rejoined the the. Uh, I anir did the, the god people that they came from
1: i just would like to see a couple other wizards instead of just gandalf and saruman
0: you got a few others in the hobbit one just one the, I gotta guess. the brown wizard
1: and so my question too is um gandir whatever whatever her name is uh is she what is she is she an elf
0: oh you're talking about like galadriel galadriel what? there you go yeah, sorry she's an elf.
1: okay Cause she's super powerful too. Yeah, because she one goes of the
2: original elves.
1: Because she goes to Dal Ra'gul or whatever. She was it is. one of the
2: elves that was given a ring by Sauron.
1: Yep, and she wore That's it proudly. How old she is. Well, it wasn't Sauron at the time. But the
2: thing is, the elves, like they knew, like Sauron tried to give them rings, and they're like, "Dude, these are corrupt rings. Give us better rings or something like that." I don't know. Well, they they like because of their elven character Sauron couldn't trick them the way he tricked men
1: So the the crazy thing about it is I was reading up on that too and Sauron shapeshifted into an elf and then came into Middle-earth as an elf and then created all the rings he was called the gift the gifter Well that's or, funny because I was about to ask was. I was
0: about to ask what if anybody knew exactly what Sauron was, yeah,
1: he was an elf at the time, and I they was called him ask the, if he was an elf. He was an elf at the time, and he called a gifter, and he, that's when he handed all the rings: to the men, the nine rings to the men, the three rings to the oh, to the elves, and then how many to the dwarves? I don't
0: know if they
1: got any. The dwarves did. Was it seven or something? seven or two dwarves? Like yeah. all
0: odd numbers. It was, yeah.
1: Something. And so, uh, but he was called the gifter or whatever. But it But I think
2: something about the elves and the dwarves, like maybe like they can because of their magical nature they can like detect stuff so like so it's like a priest
1: it's like a priest being able to detect if like something's possessed
2: right so there was something about it like whereas with the rings that he gave the men it was like he could basically claim direct control over them but the ones that he gave to the elves it uh, it the only thing i think was that was that See, I don't even really know what effect he could have like, because they could use the rings. Like she what? has her ring and she can use it. So I don't
1: what? Know. Are, what do rings do exactly for the men? Like
2: magical. Oh, uh, see, I don't know. I don't I, know that either. I'm it really turns dis-
1: them into race. I'm fucking disappointed, Chris. <laughs> I was hoping you would know this, being a Lord of the Rings buff. Of, well,
2: there's uh, there's a depth that I have not descended. to. Is there a
1: chart you can pull up, Jesse, with the? How fucked up you get by wearing a ring type of thing?
0: Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so.
1: I don't... I mean, it's an interesting concept that you can create one ring and then you can control everybody. Like, it's almost like you put them into a trance. Because race... So, here's my question. Have the race always been alive? They never die. Or did they just come back when Sauron came back?
2: Um... No, they were they were the nine men. Um,
1: the the nine kings. I yeah. get that, but do they ever die, or do they just go dormant? Do they take a nap like a bear? Do they, like do they like hibernate?
2: Yeah, they. Well, the 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 witch king, the 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 leader of the nine men, he died at, in the Return of the King. The hands of. Uh,
1: no, no, I I get that, man. but leading up to the movies, were they out meandering around, like grazing on like the pasture, like. Fuck, dude, like, we don't see them until this movie. So I'm just asking, like, do you know any back, back history before? Because you don't see them in I The did, Hobbit. The only
2: one I know of is the main dude, the Witch King of Angmar. Um, he um, was a bad dude.
1: Yeah, but I'm, I'm just, <laughs> no, I get that. I'm just asking, do you ever see them reappear? Because you don't see them appear in The Hobbit at all. And so I don't know if you ever seen them reappear or if did they if they only come around with Saurons. because what are they are they demigods just like Sauron and Gandalf are they're not demigods are they?
2: No, they're just men that have been given powers supernatural and, powers. Yeah. Okay,
1: so my I Jesse and I were talking about this and I can't wait to ask you about this, Chris, because Jesse Jesse says you have a unique position. Something that really irked me and I thought was an oversight and kind of a cop out is when the Witch King dies. Because she is like, I am no man. I am a woman. And like she does a whole Oprah thing where she like kills a sticks a sword in the guy's face and he explodes. Makes no sense.
2: It makes perfect sense. And Explain.
1: I, I need you to elaborate well, well, on that okay. one.
2: So the the king there's a prophecy that was made by um an elf. I can't remember which elf exactly, but maybe it was Elrond. Um, when he learned of about this guy, he's like he makes a prophecy and the prophecy says like something like no man shall or he shall die by the hand of no man or something like that. And so this king, he hears it and he interprets it to mean like humankind type man. But it obviously clearly in the w- what it really w- referred to was woman. But. In the nature of prophecies and myths and legends time immemorial are always like this they're always tricky you you go back to Greek mythology and you have a million different prophecies like this and it, that's exactly he was trying to mimic that specifically but so, so it's the guy misunderstood the property that the prophecy and because of his misunderstanding he allowed himself to be careless and opened himself up to the prophecy getting fulfilled
1: so is that because jesse was telling me about this today that the m wasn't capitalized or the m was lowercase
0: when didn't you say something about the, the in the times of uh in that era when when jr when, when tolkien was writing um that basically at that time it was commonplace where at least to, to some extent where if it was a capital M it meant like mankind but if it was a lowercase m it just meant like man or maybe it was the opposite no no that's one right. met man no, and meant mankind. Right. Yeah. And it, that it could be a spelling issue um, that would be that would cause the issue there. But was it written in right? English or you Elvish? Were we talking about that it
2: was written in uh, well it was it was a spoken prophecy so it's probably spoken in Elvish.
1: So is there a word for man in Elvish? Like is I'm I don't know so it's but like, it's I'm like, guessing if Tolkien wrote it there was See what I'm saying though it's, it's almost like Spanish. Spanish for man and woman are completely different. Like you couldn't mistake the two. And so I'm just saying, like in Elvish, I want I want to look at
2: Elvish, a language that Tolkien created. I know, but what I'm saying, I want to he... I want to fact
1: check Tolkien's language, his own language. There's got to be somebody that's gonna fact check this shit on the internet and see if in his own language, if if man and woman are two different.
0: There's got to be some. There's got to be somebody who can do that because there's, you know, there's a lot of guys that are at home in their basement, you know that. Wouldn't that be funny though? If, like,
1: in his in his own fucking language, if men and man she and women wrong. were two different two
0: different. Well, like, I'm trying to think of how that words. applied now, though, because there was there was a way that applied to to what we were talking about.
1: I am no man. I
0: am a woman. Yeah, because I mean, I always took it. And That's the thing. Like, I always took it as mankind, and that was that yeah, was the me issue. too.
1: Yeah, um, and it's when I first saw it, I didn't know any of the back history on it. I'm like, okay, this is Hollywood trying to push something through, and then. Because I didn't see, uh, I didn't read the books until after all the movies had come out, and when I went back and started like reading them, I read the first one pretty much all the way through, and then I just started skimming the rest of the book because it was just too much, dude. It was too much shit. It's almost like George R. R. Martin. It's like he gets so detailed into some shit. It's like fuck, man. Like, can we just move on already? And um, or Stephen King's bad about that. He fucking describes everything.
0: George R. R. Martin likes his food. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he likes
2: describing a lot of stuff. Um, okay, so I just did a quick refresher on the rings, the origin of the rings. So Sauron came as an elf, and he helped create the rings with the elves. There, But he only had a hand in creating um, the ones that went, that ultimately ended up going to the men and the dwarves. And then there were three, the three greatest rings, And they were created by Selim Brimbor, he was like the big elf smith, by himself. And they were the most powerful ones, and Sauron never touched them. The other ones, so he corrupted the other ones, unbeknownst at the time, like he did it secretly. But, and then he went and created his one ring to bind those rings to his will. But the thing, and his goal was to then corrupt the elves and bring them under his power. But because of the elf's nature, as soon as he finished the one ring and he put it on, they knew exact. The elves knew exactly what was happening, and they took their rings off. And then Sauron waged war on them, and he re- managed to capture all but those three most powerful rings. And then, and then he distributed the remaining ones to the to the men and the dwarves. And
0: so go, going back to that, uh, but in, th- in that scenario, going back to that uh, female elf earlier, what's her name again? Gladriel, Gladriel, she she freaks out on Frodo. Why would she? If she, if she shows she was, her, she's just showing
1: Frodo what would happen if she had the ring.
0: You sure? Because it's almost like she's living like a dark fantasy. <laughs> like no, it's no, like, it's it's a it's oh a. Oh my God! I could it's, have this, and I could do all these these terrible things. Yeah, no, I think that's kind of what.
1: Yeah, she's showing Frodo like why she can't have the ring. That's why can she why he needs to take that journey alone. Like no one can touch the ring but him, because if they do, like this is what the ring would do to her. And that's – when I was reading up on this back history with, like, when Starwan helped create the rings and all that stuff, that's what they explained. Like, she was just – she's symbolizing – because she calms back down, and she shows, like, oh, girl, I'll do it. she goes, like, that's super dark, and everything gets, like, super crunched in. It's like – it's I think that shot's done really well, too, and I well, love I it. I
0: don't like the – I'm, I'm going to be a bit here, but I don't like the, uh, the audio in that scene. Like, I don't like, I like the way her voice sounds. But when she comes back down I like like her expression and stuff like there was obvious fear and from what she saw like I like that part.
1: Yeah. No, but I think, it's think it's little, she, I I think she's projecting there. She's showing the whole thing was to convince well, Frodo yeah. that he he needs to cuz at that time the fellowship was broken. It was Boromir was going to try to take the ring. She was trying to show him like hey listen, you need to go by yourself. The men cannot be around you anymore. It's just too dangerous. Well,
2: the, yeah. Fellowship was about to be
1: broken. Well, I think she foresaw it already. Well, yeah, and it was already breaking. Yeah, because Boromir was already, yeah, he was already.
2: No, yeah, I think, yeah, that's what I meant by that. But I'm just clarifying. It happened before the actual breaking.
1: What'd you think of Bormir's death? I thought it was pretty badass. Oh, who's that to? Borm to you, Jesse? What'd you think of Boromir's death? Sean Bean. I fucking love Sean Bean, dude. Yeah,
0: Ned Stark? Ned Stark. Uh, he somebody... shall
1: forever be known as Ned Stark, for sure. An
0: old friend of mine was telling me you how...
2: Mean, uh, what's his face from Patriot Games? <laughs> no one gets that.
0: Okay. I don't get it. <laughs> well, it's been a long time since I've seen Patriot Doesn't Games. Doesn't he get shot in the he's, end of that movie? He's like this
2: IRA, or NRA, or what, what is it? What are they called? The Irish Republican Army, yeah. I- IRA. IRA, uh, terrorist that's fighting Harrison Ford's, uh, character he gets
1: shot in the end of that movie right and dies okay it's also yeah i just saw it on the mini i saw it on a youtube video the mini death of sean fucking hilarious he's like always getting like shot and epically like falling back which is kind of why i asked the question because he gets the dude takes like six huge i mean those arrows are like that thick they're fucking huge he almost doesn't die
0: i know
2: but then he dies
0: i i I thought i was kind of weak so whatever I had a friend that was telling me how you know how he had goosebumps during that scene and stuff, and I'm like, when? I
1: didn't like the still.
0: I didn't like the still frame of it.
1: Um, when I first saw it, I was a little bit shocked. I didn't see it coming. I, I saw some of it coming, but I think they would kill him.
2: I thought it was pretty compelling how he he realizes his error and he sacrifices his life to preserve the mission. I mean, I thought that was. That was a nice... Did he need to die, though? There's a lot of...
0: But, I mean, a lot of that scene is weird anyway. Because they get so... Everybody gets so spread apart. I don't understand that. You know? And they're, like, all together. And then they kind of, like... Frodo, you know, starts... And then then Sean B. follows him. And then everybody's, like, free-for-all, but on their own, like, little places. And I'm like, how how fucking far away do you guys walk from each other? Like, you know, what the fuck is going on? So it kind of... I guess it all makes sense for the story. Like, it makes it easier for him to die because nobody else is around him. And everybody's spread out and whatever. It's kind of goofy, but I well, know. I I like the I I, think
1: I really like the scene where to me that was one of my favorite scenes in that movie where Aragons like and Legolas are running to the forest. I love that battle scene. I think it's I think it's pretty well done. Um, but why is that one orc height? What are they different type of orcs?
2: Yeah, they were especially created by they're stronger there's just there's right. certain came, ones there's
1: not very there's not a very many of them right there's only a few that's
0: what the are right yeah that, that's
1: okay. specifically with the orc because they're, or, okay.
2: they're able to run in daylight okay daylight doesn't harm them the way it does orcs okay so that's specifically what it. Is. oh but the they, also, they also they also look like it. but
0: they look like they're more powerful well, right? they, they do that, look like the way made,
2: jackson made them look they look like more powerful, less wimpy. So they're
0: basically
1: day walkers. Yeah, because that one, that one orc high like is like blade. fucking huge. That Aragon fights at the end.
2: Yeah, I mean, which I like
1: I don't that remember fight. Remember in
2: the book, it, them calling in, any attention to a difference physically, so between their and capability wise, it was all just about being able to move during the day.
1: Another thing I thought was crazy is when the the orc throws that fucking shield and like pans Aragon against a tree. How that didn't kill him, like, just blows my mind.
2: Yeah, yeah, perfectly didn't cut his neck.
1: Yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. I mean, that fight scene was pretty good. I didn't mind it, but I, well, I, would, yeah, I would.
2: That's that's a problem, and that's not just a Lord of the Rings problem. That's a that's, 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 that's that a that's a Hollywood, Hollywood problem. Hollywood. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, what looks cool, who cares if it's realistic? Let's I did like scene so bad. one of my favorite parts about. The Boromir fight scene was—I thought it was pretty real. How he was fighting some of the orcs, like he wasn't killing all of them and just wounding them as they kind of were coming by. To me, that was more realistic. Like he's obviously not going to be able to kill all these orcs, but he's a bad enough—he's—he's—he's he's, he's badass enough to be able to injure most of the orcs that he's fighting. Like they're falling, and so they're not going to be much of a threat to him as he's like kind of moving forward. So, but at the end of the time, like how long can he actually swing a? Because he's got a big ass long sword. So I don't mean—I don't think you
0: could swing that for very long. I don't think that scene is that cool. I don't know. I guess I'm I'm under. I find it underwhelming, and like it just I don't know. It's just like him. He's so far away that he has to blow his horn. They can like barely hear it. Like, oh my god, it's the horn of Gondor.
1: Well, because Frodo was running, and it's from like them. fuck, man. Where he the gonna hell f- are you guys?
0: He's gonna fucking kill Frodo. I get it, but Frodo can't run that far. His no, fucking yeah. legs are only this long. No, I think mean, you're right, Jesse. <laughs> it just they, seems like it I takes. Agree I agree with you, though. I'm I'm like 100 yeah. percent. Like,
2: right, the, but aside from that, the rest of it all makes sense. But yes, they were
0: the GPS. They on did there.
2: portray like I don't think they needed for them to, to be that far away for them to still be too far away to get there in time to save them.
0: To me, you know, you know what it, I mean. It seemed like they were so far away. Maybe right. they, maybe it no, may like work. you're
2: saying, they could barely but, hear the horn. It like, just seemed like it so was too great that would of a be distance. Be like miles away.
0: That's how it felt to me. Like they're right. like a mile away. Like they can't see yeah. him. They don't get there until he's like everything is done and that whole army is gone. Right. Um, so and this is it, uh, it's just it, I mean it doesn't matter. It's it's actually it's probably just a yeah. Sorry, I was kind of looking at this and
1: uh, I don't know if you can see it, Jesse. But the the kind of fight scene, and don't
0: knock um, your don't accidentally pause it again. Uh, and like oh he's like he's like taking out
1: like a whole shitload of orkai. See, and I like how it's filmed, like kind of when they're they're running through the forest. No,
0: the filming is great. The filming is great throughout the movies. I mean, for the most part. Yeah, the cinematography, the camera but, work, yeah, always yeah, it's always I, really done well.
1: I do agree with you. Like they're really far apart because look how much they're running, like and they're the, sprinting,
2: and the choreography is very good, um, for the most part. But yeah.
0: Ooh, yeah. Yeah.
1: see, and I, I like this fight scene where he's, he's bad. He's badass. He's like fucking killing all these orcs. I, I love it.
0: And it very well could be just the type of shots because it just seems like, like you know, you never see anybody, you never see him on the same screen, right? True. And the way they show it, it, it just feels like they're so far away. That well, they and he's retreating
1: too. He's having to retreat because the orcs are coming. So not very they fast. May be, well, yeah, but they may be closer than what we think they are. Because it
0: look like this entire army is between. These guys, and this is supposed to be a pretty good sized army, isn't it? This like I entire think it's like 50 army orc. is between Boromir, Boromir, and the the Hobbits, and then you have Legolas and them on the other side of it. It seems like so they're like coming up from behind. Um, so it, what it, a it's, bit it's weird dude. to me. I always thought Shoot it was kind of weird. Like, oh yeah, I, I agree. Archers are pussies. <laughs> well, I don't think Do archers. I don't think.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, they're they're a necessary tool though. Jamie Lance would also agree like he can't win battles without archers. You need you need an archer to win a battle. Maybe. Look at Helms Deep, dude. Helms Deep would have not have killed half of the orcs they did without without all those archers on the wall.
0: No, I mean, sure. I guess is it is it an epic death? Yeah, but it's probably a little too epic. You know, and
1: I love how he just leaves them. I think that's pretty sweet. Like the the orcs just kind of run around him, and he's he's gonna like to take take him out himself. Because you know, you know, at this point in time, Ned Stark looks up at the orc and goes, "He
0: who casts the sentence should swing the sword." Do you notice how I guess Demary and Pippin, I can't remember if they hate him or not, but they're just literally standing there. They're Usually just like the in, hobbits like fighting. They're
1: just in shock. They've never fought before. This is like their first.
0: But this is after they. This is after they were. In Moria. The, they've
2: already been doing some fighting.
0: True. I don't know. I don't know why they scene, don't fight in
2: this very scene. I don't know how how far away they are. I well,
0: look they were like right next to him a second ago. Well, yeah. look at him. They're just like looking at him, like, oh, fuck, tell, he's but, totally but they, dead. But then when you
2: see scenes of him fighting, they're not anywhere in the shot.
0: Well, they go to fight right here. So
2: yeah, they're right next to him apparently. Okay. <laughs>
0: and that's when they they're like, oh, they're just, he's dead. This fuck is what I was talking dude. about earlier.
1: It's like this is what should yeah. happen with. With big ass orakai and hobbits, they just
0: pick him up like. Well, I mean, like nothing. look at all the time that's passed right now, right? Like, like all the, I mean, I understand that they're like this is like probably slowed down and condensed right. to, to right. have this scene. Right. but where the fuck is everybody? Where the fuck is Aragorn? I have no idea. Where, like, I've always thought that with a scene, and I, I know it's wow. stupid. Do you see how big good. those fucking the arrows scene are? Looks good. Look how no, big I those arrows it makes are. Since Aragorn didn't get there fast
2: enough, I agree that when they show him hearing the horn, he's way too far
0: away.
1: Um, this would have been a cool death.
0: But... Yeah, no. Well, I mean, good timing, right? Also,
2: why didn't he just chop his head off? Why did he jump into his back?
0: <laughs> While he had well, well yeah. It was timing, don't, Chris. Timing. We don't need to... We don't, I guess we don't have to pick apart every little piece. But... How did he get his head out of there, by the way? I don't
1: know. Just He'd a goofy way to...
0: Yeah, see, it gets... If the beard stopped do, it. Do you see how big? Do you see how big him. this orc eye is? They're all huge. It's fucking massive. Huge. Yeah, I the, mean or- When they make him, because it's like when he first grabbed. Was it? Is it like a goblin? Or who, who were like? Who were opening him up? <laughs> was just, it orcs? He just licked his sword. Because there's orcs that are like this big, and there's orcs that are fucking like gigantic.
2: Those, those are the orkai, the
0: gigantic Not, ones. Okay, this, but what, I thought this okay, was pretty but what badass. About the, uh, what about the orc in the third one? I think it's a no. It's a, sorry. It's Helm's Deep the the big one with them like the the okay. like uh cut yeah, his head like off a, you see special
2: that? special one made for blowing up
0: things. No, I mean like the like the guy who has like the tumor ridden face.
2: Oh, yeah, I don't Cause know. Cuz he's that. huge.
0: He's big Yeah. Like, you have like these smaller, like he, goblin-looking ones, yeah, he, and then you have larger ones. Yeah, you have that those ones, like they a like and they walk like And then you well, have the. the they are goblins, though. No,
2: but see, the orkai Ur- are guy goblins. Or this guy, that guy there. I don't know what he was
1: so, specifically. I was I playing the the game well, Shadow of Mordor, and they're goblins. Jesse, well, the then, reason then no,
0: the reason I was I, I was asking was only because of when that first orkai is like brought to life. He like grabs a goblin by his throat and he kills him. Yes, or the smaller orc-like man. Those are goblins. Those aren't. Yeah. Those aren't orcs. Squeezes those, his throat and kills
1: him. Yeah, those are those are just goblins. And when I was playing Shadows of Mordor, which is a great game by the way, um, there you there's goblins you fight against and orcs. So and I think I think it's interesting that they made goblins evil. I thought that was pretty. Because inn- goblins are evil. Well, yeah, but and there can't be good goblins. I'm sure there's some good goblins, but. I don't know I I thought the destiny I thought it was good I mean you got, you got to see it just right now and I thought it was pretty epic and for uh, what the movies for what the for, for the first movie, I thought it was done really well um, as far as the rest of the movies go compared to the other two movies because I hate hobbits I think they make hobbits way too powerful in the in the movies and to me it's these characters aren't even three foot are they' like what they're like three foot tall. Well, they really don't
0: and do they don't, anything. Though. They don't wear no, no, no. shoes. In
2: that specific scene, I didn't have a problem with what they were doing because they were throwing. They rocks were standing from the there. Distance. Yeah. They 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 did kill a couple guys, but they they did it together. Like
1: and it was. But you saw what happened to him when the, when the orcs actually got to him. They just picked him up like a bag right, yeah, of potatoes.
0: So Most of the other time, they're running and hiding though. You know, like yeah. in the goblin or not goblin, but like in the what is it? The oh. W- not giant the the troll like in the troll yeah. scene they're not they're not really fighting the troll they're kind of running from the troll they're stabbing its ankles yeah but that's all they really could do and that's kind of all they ever do true like when i mean it's kind of like they always and they I'm have the same saying, technique they always kind of like try to this you know they're always thrusting same and I thing agree with like with sam and the spider
1: but i'm just right? saying in an overall sense from the movie the realistic cap- the capabilities of them surviving in an adventure like this is probably one in a million
0: just seems like they're overlooked, which I guess is part of part of being a hobbit. I don't know.
1: I I just don't like the character. I don't like hobbits. Hobbits are gay. But I think in
2: Some Hobbits are, sure. Well,
1: I guess well, I think if they made the movie I think if the other two movies were like the first movie, I wouldn't have such a problem. But it just becomes so there's too much there's too much well, of Sam, Frodo and uh, and Gollum all I, together and it's just too much dude. There's 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 two movies of those three characters. Other it scenes me though I don't crazy. like is
0: uh it's Mary, isn't it, who's who pledges his sword to Gondor? Yes. That, when he does that, I hate that scene, and I also hate the scene where he sings to the uh, the ward or whatever. Oh, and and the, the captive yeah, he's like eating the, he's bear, like eating the his, cherries or yeah, whatever, and Boromir's brothers blood. like riding out
1: to his death. I didn't mind well, whatever, that too whatever
0: whatever he's eating though. and there's like blood looking stuff running out of his of mouth. I steward of Gondor, and, Gandalf.
1: Yeah that's
2: definitely a, a, a artistic choice by jackson like it
1: i mean sing for me do you have what songs
0: what songs do you Boromir have in your writing out
2: to his death happens he's in a fucking the book, cop but they don't have halls but, you know you like, don't mean he doesn't like yeah. he
0: doesn't what's what's the brother's name fair they,
2: they don't have like he's not like tolkien's not like cut to a to the king or the steward eating his meat and
0: blood running down his lips. Yeah. Cut to Faramir getting. I just imagine you know, it being like, just like that. <laughs>
2: he, I don't think they do the dinner scene at all. Really. Well, it's it's kind box.
0: of bizarre because the way he's eating it, he looks like he's like a goblin or orc or whatever. Like the way he's ripping at the right. you know, ripping at his food. It's an like, artistic choice, Ooh. I
2: think, to try to drive home the point that he's being corrupt. He's been corrupted. But I mean, what is has yeah, corrupted him? A, the, the Palantir, which is the name, the word I forgot earlier. the, oh, the, the orb? orb that, the I... orb that he used. Because he went, he had one. And, uh, like, well, they all knew that one of these things had been kept up in, the, in Gondor. And so when they knew Sauron was back, he went and tried to, he thought he could defeat Sauron himself. So he went and didn't use the Palantir and lost well how that come is, how well, come
0: gandalf couldn't help him like he helped the king of gondor well because
2: so the, the king of rohan was really corrupted, rohan. corrupted by grim warm yeah yep. Grima worm Wormtongue,
1: warm tongue thank you
2: and that was more like kind of like low level magic this was this is like sauron like twisting this guy's mind at like a fundamental level almost like
1: Oh, and I got to point this out. Like, like Golem. So like well, that Gollum. wasn't just Grimo Wormtongue because he forces Saruman out of him. Another thing that pisses me off, Jesse, in the book. Um,
2: oh, yeah, Saruman controlling.
1: Because eh, yeah. he, he forces he, Saruman yeah, he out of right, him. But,
2: so but, he, Saruman, he takes his staff when he's Saruman. A
0: white. Because is Sar, Saruman possesses
2: him. Saruman is like... The yeah, no I get created... it. I get what
0: you're saying, but it seems like because
1: one's a possession, one's is the Sauron twisting is of more the powerful actual mind. Than Gandalf and
2: yeah.
0: No, be... I
1: I understand. So, what pisses me off Chris, so another thing about the book and this is I skip chapters on this one cuz there's like a whole two chapters of um Aragorn's character looking into the into the orb and reading the orb because he's able to do it and that's how he finds out about the army of the dead and it's Dude, Dryad, it's fucking crazy, dude. I hated those two chapters. It's, it's too much. It's really, really drawn out. And they discussing about how they're going to break the armies up and, and go to Gondor. And it was just, it was so boring. I'm like, fuck, man. But he's like the only person who could do it because he's king of Gondor. So he's able to look into the orb and not succumb to Sauron's corruption. Which I thought was interesting. I, I almost like,
0: posted it in our chat. We're gonna you're gonna finish something. Yeah, this he also
1: he's also able to heal people with the touch of his hand because he's king, which I thought was kind of lame. Hmm. You know the woman that kills the witch king. Yeah. He heals her by touching her.
0: So he heals her a little broken arm. Or uh, whatever. She,
1: no, she gets stabbed by the Morgor the Morgor blade, the same blade that Frodo gets stabbed with. But since he like takes up the mantle as king, he's able to like heal her, unlike he like he was unable to do with Frodo.
0: You guys familiar with the Steven Crowder the change my mind stuff?
1: No, huh? What is
0: you that? You haven't seen that? He he goes to like college campuses. And he'll oh put, yes, he'll put, like, I love it. I there saw are that. Only shit. two sexes changed. He's like, my mind. I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm pro gun. Change my mind. Well, yeah. it, his name's his name's Randall from Clerks 2, right? Is it I Randall? Not, I did not realize is that. Is that who that is? Yeah, I can't okay. No, 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 that's not who it is. But I'm I'm saying. There was a meme where they put Randall on the spot, and he goes, "There's only one return, and it's of the Jedi, not of the, not of the King." Changed my mind, and I, it was just pretty funny. That's great, I love it. <laughs> yeah, it just him sitting there for like in his clerk's two outfit. It, it was it was pretty funny. That's funny. No, uh, I, I have
1: seen that on YouTube. Yeah. But no, I mean, at the end of the day, I just think that the Lord of the Rings—they're good movies. Um, I wouldn't rate them in. The thing that pisses me off is we rate them in the top 10 movies of all times. It just... To me, they don't deserve to be there.
2: Yeah, but there's other movies that get rated up there that I don't think deserve to be there, so...
1: Casablanca doesn't deserve to be there, Chris. I haven't seen that. I haven't either, I'm just saying, but I just know it's a classic.
2: It is a classic.
1: But Lord of the Rings isn't like a movie of our time. You know, it's... I don't think it's uh, one of those movies that were. It was it, a
0: massive achievement, <laughs> and massive. Achievement. George Toyboy Lucas could have never, could have never done anything like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Star Wars was. Yeah, I think one of the Lord of the Rings is rated above Star Wars, which is ridiculous, by the way. Makes sense to me. Fuck no, Star Wars is yeah. one of the <laughs> best movies ever. It, there it is.
0: It's like there's only one Return. Okay, and it ain't of the King. It's of the Jedi. You know, and it's, <laughs> and, it's, and, it's and it's what's a, you know, it's like. And it was, i think it's a Randall. It. So I—I I thought it was a really well-done meme. I saw it the other day, posted from the Jay and Silent Bob Facebook page. <laughs> I <laughs> we just, that was even I just
1: love that they have a Jay and Silent Bob. Well, guys, we need to wrap it up. Any, any last words, Chris, on Lord of the Rings that you want to say?
2: Um, it's thoroughly enjoyable uh, series. I—I I remember reading the the Hobbit in third grade, and I loved it. It was one of the earlier big fantasy books that I read that I fell in love with and um the yeah Lord of the Rings is a little harder to get through but I still love them and I still love them to this day um and Jesse you're 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 interfering with the microphone well, am I really? Yeah, yeah, I was hearing it. My... Usually
0: the one catches it on there. Well, it, it just... Sorry,
2: no, sorry. No, no go no, ahead. Right, right
1: in the middle of his thought. Okay. God I know. damn it. I don't even Continuum. know what I was going to say. Well, I like... I,
2: I, so I like him a lot. And I, I might... Maybe I'm an apologist. But I'm an unapologetic apologist.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Jesse? Anything, any final thoughts on Lord of the Rings? Don't watch him. No, I'm
0: just kidding. No, I, I would definitely watch him. The only, the, my, biggest, my biggest problem with Lord of the Rings... It's not, you know, they're well done. Well done, well acted out. The writing is good. There's a lot of good pieces. The problem, the biggest problem I have is that it takes itself too seriously. Like it needs a little bit more levity and they would have been even better. And I think that's the, I think that's the the major fault. Like I get it, but it's a little too epic. It's like watching 300 for me. And I mean, maybe you guys like 300, but I think 300 is too fucking over the top. You calm it down, you take it down, like what is that, what is that, uh, is it Spinal Tap, the movie where they turn it up to 11, instead of whatever, like that's, (laughs) yeah, that's what it is for me, it's like turning it up to 11, like calm down a little bit, dude, like if they would have, if they would had a little more uh, comedy, just a a little bit, not too much, not like over the top, you don't need like slapstick stuff, but if you just just calm down a little bit, the whole story would have been better, and it would have felt less uh, rigid to me,
2: maybe. I will, uh, I'll say this too, I'm the defender of Lord of the Rings around here. Jesse has seen it countless times more than I have. I've probably only seen him 20 times a piece. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Maybe I've, 25. I've seen it more than that. Um, no, you haven't. First of all, I would like to thank World of the Rings uh, for allowing me to sleep. Because I used to put them on to sleep, too. Because of the music. And like it would like go through. I don't know. I could just fall asleep on World of the Rings and be fucking there's awesome.
0: A, there's movies I do that on my DVR Fantasia. With.
1: Yeah, I just man, I can sl- I can sleep till That's the one rings I like did. crazy, I that one. and so I would like to throw that thank you out there to Lord of the Rings, and I will say the same thing that Jesse was saying about the epicness because there's no fucking reason that Legolas needs to flip backwards up on a horse or slide down an elephant's trunk or stupid shit like that. Like, like they tried to create the comedy with Gimli and and Legolas, and it seems mm-hmm. a little bit forced to me. Um, I think without the actor that played Gimli, that movie would have sucked. Because he was probably one of the best parts of the entire movie. He's one of
0: my favorite characters. Um, Aragorn Aragorn, especially in the first movie, I thought he was great. Oh, he was and awesome. And I think he was less good in the later ones, not necessarily because of him, I think part he was of he's kinda whiny. Because the acting was still the acting was still pretty strong. But he was kind of whiny in what the what I what was, was actually talking about in terms of the epicness, I just meant like how every single line is delivered almost in the whole well, movie. Well it's almost and like especially with Legolas. I like, thought
1: I was watching a soap opera. He's like I'm going to be
0: king. Yeah, <laughs> you will Well, hey, you will yeah. not love
1: my daughter, but I will love your daughter. It's, it's like it's like, like exit like... exit this guy. It's, I thought it was very soap opera esque cuz like, you know, the king of the elves would yeah, go up well, there and, and like, that's
0: and that's kind of the same thing cuz it kind of feels it gets too much for me. That's it's the same like thing with the, 300. I agree. Or
2: comic book movies nowadays like every single comic book movie now has to be about saving the entire universe. It's no longer just like you're defending New York City as Spider-Man or something, or of one neighborhood of it, hey, or just like fuck some you, Chris. Guy who's mean. Like Infinity War War's that coming out. It's gonna cool. be badass. Cool. I, I, I think it probably will, but I but the thing is, I feel like every single I, I the bigger, they, it's like they keep up better being, than, like than ever before. Why did Doctor Strange have to be a universe-ending villain?
1: Doctor Strange isn't a villain. Not
2: Doctor Strange. You mean? Yeah, no, and you, Doctor you, Strange. His villain was like a world ending. Oh, but ending you, you call Doctor Strange a villain. villain. Why, why does it have to be a universe oh. ender? Uh, all of the. the, the I agree threats. with that. No, why, I agree. Why, with you. why can't we just have some light. Like, every single one. I
1: thought he was calling Doctor Strange a villain. I'm no, like, sure. wait a That's minute. what I thought he was doing.
2: Yeah, okay. obviously, poor wording on my part. But no, I but, agree with but you. But that's similar to the line. Every line is why the can't most there be just... epic line that has ever been delivered. Why can't there just be every a fucking movie... green, green
1: Goblin again? Or yeah, the exactly. other. The fun characters that we get to watch throughout the comic books fight. And I agree with that. And
2: part of it, yes, you're setting up Infinity Wars. So that's why Civil War and Captain America movies have to be. And Gardens of the Galaxy like, happen. Uh, uh, have to be like
0: that.
1: But So somebody's dying. And uh, the, next, the upcoming movie, Infinity War, they haven't I've released. a
0: couple ideas on who's going to. They, they
1: haven't released a title because the title gives away the, the, the movie. And I think it's I don't I'm praying to God it's not going to be Iron Man, but I'm not sure if Robin. I've, I've Robin, heard talk
0: about Iron Man. I've also heard talk that, it, that it's Captain America. Be Captain America. I think it's going to
1: be Captain America. And yeah.
0: It could be both. I mean, really, because it, it depends well, on how epic they want to be. So if it's called, if the movie title is called the new be
2: Black Panther. Well, if if, if most the, expendable character. If yeah. the <laughs> if the movie is called the classic.
1: Uh,
0: if the movie is called the
1: New Avengers, that means pretty much everybody in the old cast is dying. And the new Avengers are coming up, which happens in the comic books. You really what, think
0: they would give that much away though with just a title? Because I hadn't heard. Yeah, that because part that yet.
1: because that happens in the actual comics where the uh, the old Avengers like they lose a lot of team members, so the old Avengers just give up and they leave. And then Spider Man comes forward, and a bunch of other like Black Panther comes forward, like new Avengers come forward. And I hear that's kind of why they're trying not to give away the new name because it, they know that for sure there's going to well, be a I death. Know,
2: I know one guy who's definitely has to die.
1: Who's that? Vision, vision. Yeah, because they take is. They take yeah, the. Yeah, he
2: he is an Infinity Stone. Yeah. So the whole conceit of the mo- of the. Can they kill him line, though? Can
1: they bring him back? Like he just doesn't have those powers, or I
2: don't know if they can if he can come back or not. Because I
1: thought he was a man. Then they put the then he put the Infinity well, he Stone.
2: Was, no, they built a robot. Remember, like yeah, I remember around yeah, right. the yeah. Infinity Stone, and then it had somehow got imprinted with Jarvis' his it, personality somehow. Which
1: is hilarious because then he can pick up the. I always liked that humor when he could pick up Thor's hammer. Yeah, he picked it up. I thought that was pretty well done.
2: I thought that was good humor. And also when Captain America almost moved it and Thor got like, he like tensed up.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, what's funny, I was reading an article about that before, and I guess like in the comics, there's like, like 10 other characters who have lifted the hand. Yeah. Before. yeah. So it's not like that. And I think that Captain America might have even been one of them. Yeah, probably. I can't remember. At but there was, point. A, there, was a, but... there was a lot of them that have actually done it. So it's, right. not, it, 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 it's, it's not, not as nothing. rare. Because it, it only been... Well, to... in the
2: movies, they make it seem more rare than, yeah, like the comics. Books but have. Well, 10 well, I people mean, is pretty fucking is, rare. Is and I, uh, the other funny part was when uh, uh, the Black Widow, uh, she was like, ah, I don't need it compare my dick or whatever she says. Yeah.
1: I love Scarlett Johansson. I think she's a perfect Black Widow. Just like the one lady that plays um, well, Wonder Woman.
2: I, I think all these guys are doing knockout knock, knock jobs as their characters. But also some of them these characters, I, I'm sorry, i sorry, I'm just, I'm not as into comic books. Um, so like some of them, like Thor, I, I never really followed Thor as a character. Um, so I don't know. He seems like he's doing a good job. Chris Hemsworth uh, I, I never really followed Captain America so before this. The only reason I know so much is
1: like one of my employees, fucking genius when it comes to like comic books, like he knows fucking everything. Yeah. And he was explaining all this to me. I'm like, I fucking love it, dude, because I, I love learning about like the, the universe and like the comic book side of things. And we'll have discussions about uh, Lord of the Rings and Hobbits and how gay they are and how it's completely ridiculous that they ever made to they walk to fucking Mordor and just fucking toss a ring into the river of lava. To me, that was just ridiculous. Um, And, and we kind of, we talk about that and we talk about some other things, but I'm excited for infinity wars. Um, You know, I'm, I'm good. I'm curious to see how they're going to end it and see who dies and see what comes next. Because I think it's going to be a trilogy because Thanos. Um if it's called the gauntlet then like that he's searching for all the affinity stones to make the gauntlet so he doesn't have all of them so it's almost like the, it's almost I feel it's like the empire strikes Backs type movie to where the good guys lose in this one and then there's going to be another movie to where they win it's kind of how i feel Yeah that makes sense I don't know I think the good guys are doomed
0: I don't know the problem I, I didn't even watch Civil War yet and that's because the first two Infinity uh, Avenger movies, are like the same fucking movie. They have, they're like the same, in terms of the last battle scene, it's like these, not robotic, but it's like these whatever alien creatures that they have to fight that are going to destroy the world. Oh, uh, you'll, you'll like, like Civil I, they're War. Identical. They're identical. Civil War is, not, like, not, Civil uh, War is I, nothing
1: I, like that at all. You'll like it. I don't know. There's no aliens in it, so if that makes you feel any better. Yeah.
0: I but even the Civil War idea sounds really dumb to me.
1: It makes sense. It you'll I'm telling you it. I like Civil War. When I have when a I do dude when I saw when I thought I can about see Jesse Jesse not liking it. Yeah, but when I thought about it, I'm like, how the fuck are they gonna make Civil War? Does why would Cap and, and uh why would they fight each other? And then I do like how they
0: kind of. Br- I, well,
2: they do it in the comic books, and that makes sense in the comic books. No, but I never but I I never, I, like I never read the comics.
0: Either. Most comics are pretty well because they goofy. write people back well, in.
2: Conceptually, the idea being is that Iron Man is like a yeah, uh, you know, the, a mean do whatever you, know, you have to do to to win, and, right. and, and he's in the you know, and and Captain, Captain America, like, yeah. we have to do it, but we have to do it the right way, exactly. And those are, uh, that Civil War is just those two opposed philosophies coming in, which
0: coming. is actually kind of like you and me, because I'm more like Iron Man, and you're more like Captain America. The difference is I get more shit done. You know, like I get more shit done. You're like, no, we got to do it the right way. Yeah, but at least I like you're I you're more caring. into like I mean, Chris has his morals. <laughs> yeah, Chris Dick's like, oh, genocide is if bad. You're, uh, if you're Jesse's so like go genocide. Well, I'm like, I always I, thought sometimes okay, you have to get so, shit
1: done. Jesse, I always thought you'd be Thor and I'd be Loki.
0: You're more like Loki. That's certain. That's certainly true. I'm just saying, like in terms of the idea of uh, <laughs> so Iron Man and, if, and Captain if, America and how they want to get things done. So if you're if you're Iron Man
1: and Chris is Captain America, that means I'm Black Panther.
0: Going I, back to Can black, I say that? I can I say black that? black, black Panther
2: yet? So I
1: Wait, haven't either. I can't really be like Black Panther. That wouldn't it, be
0: though. that wouldn't be right to say. Um, Why? No, it was cultural appropriation. He's he's Black, Chris. <laughs> the, earlier, okay. yeah, he started this part of the show with Black people, and now he ends it with Black people. Wow, racist. No. Um but. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just I think it's gonna be
1: interesting. I, I don't know. I'm excited to see to see what happens and to see how they're gonna move forward because I think Black Panther with crushing the box office. I think it's supposedly
0: gonna, just past Titanic. Titanic. But I don't I saw oh, that. I don't know if that's an adjusted dollars or what it's. It's, it's in. hard to tell. I mean, we could Who look knows? that up pretty easy.
1: I I don't know like because can, they they have a lot on there for inflation.
0: I heard it's pretty well done. It's well, a good movie. I just
2: think it's a travesty that Titanic's the one
1: to beat. <laughs> dude, well, fucking well, fuck Well, sure, but at like, the uh, same time, what's wrong with our culture? At the same time, that, Titanic Avatar is terrible, dude. Too, Monica though. was trying to get me to go to the fucking movie theater to watch Titanic, and I refused. Yeah, it's
0: not a bad... If it was on TV, I'd watch it. No, I refuse. Bad. It's, it's terrible. It is t- it's it's terrible. Not. It's just uh, sappiness and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I think
1: it's terrible, dude. It's I don't ever want. once is enough to see that movie. Sure, I don't need to see it more than one time. Like, well, why I the probably, fuck do I need to spend three hours watching this I've probably least movie seen it again?
0: Five ten, at least. Probably yeah, ten I've five. seen it
2: multiple. The times, best part of that movie is Bill Paxton. I definitely did not need to see it more than
1: once. So. <laughs> I just have a twister in my head today. Um, but all right, well we'll cut off there. We'll pick up next week, Chris, and uh, we'll talk to you guys then. Thanks for coming, Jesse. Really appreciate you coming out to uh, bash on some Lord of the Rings with me. Fuck off. (laughs) See you guys. Bye.
0: Matt. Chris. Rampant speculation.